Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Right. It like, was wait, in wait, the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other yeah. side? Yes. <laughs> yeah, figured it Wes out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Wes, it's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. Cocahones. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, 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 now let me say well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live, a picture-perfect day in Greenville, North Carolina. Thank you for tuning in on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 at 930 online, PR927FM.com. Had some issues uh, with the online stream last night, but Wes Hines uh, able to fix those. So you can check that out. And also watch the show, be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and uh, be a part of the Pirate Radio family. Coming up on today's show, we've got a ton to discuss. There is a lot going on regarding ECU athletics, including coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. It'll be the Pirates and the Houston Cougars in women's basketball. Winner moves into second place in the American. Kim McNeil's team going for win number 20, going for win number six in a row. And uh, we'll talk more about that later on in today's show, but a big one coming up. And Chandler and I, as soon as we are done with this program, are heading over to Minji's. Looking forward to that. We've got some ECU basketball, men's basketball to recap from last night. How about a road victory for the Pirates? We'll take uh, one of those any way we can get it. We'll recap the Pirates' victory over Tulsa last night. Also, we have a baseball game to recap. Pirates losing uh, in walk-off fashion to the Campbell Fighting Camels. Was not the prettiest game, uh, but a competitive game last night. And now a big weekend ahead for the 3-1 baseball Pirates. So we've got all that to discuss, along with everything else going on in the sports world. Scott Rogers was on the call last night uh, in that defeat to Campbell. And we'll talk to Scooter coming up at around 3.30 in Hour 2. We'll have our Flight by Yingling ECU report and uh, hear what Kim McNeil had to say yesterday when she joined us on the show about these Houston Cougars that the Pirates will see coming up tonight. Also, we've got some Mike Houston audio from the conditioning fields. Uh, Mike Houston talking to his team. That was on social media on the ECU uh, football official account, and we'll play that for you. But uh, always great to hear some Mike Houston, even as we sit here in February. Uh, Patrick Mason, P. Mace, will be in Menji's tonight and uh, coming up on Saturday as well. We'll talk to him about men's hoops, women's hoops, and pirate baseball. Steven Igo, which the colors will join us in hour number three. We want you to be a part of the show as well, so let us know uh, what is on your mind here on this Wednesday. And if that's not enough, we've got Wes Hines producing today's show. Shirley Rhodes um, has a family matter, and uh, we hope everything is going good on that end. But, Wes, uh, thanks for filling in once again, man. We saw you on Friday, and you're back again. Glad to be here, sir. Looking good in that new Voice of the Pirate Nation t-shirt. 
the Jungle Nation shirts, which are will be available coming up Friday at 11 a.m. at UBE while supplies last. And uh, for a $10 donation to Mustache March for the fight against ALS, you can get a gray or purple Jungle Nation t-shirt. They look really cool. They got our logo at the front. They've got Jungle Nation on the back and the number 23 outlined in bones. And yes, it looks uh, really sharp. Wes is our model today. Chandler Honeycutt here as well, looking very golfy on this beautiful Wednesday. Hello, Clipper. How are you doing? And it is a beautiful um, day. Do you like for me to answer that? Nah, I, do I really care? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Now, how are you doing? You're doing great. I already knew that because you've been in a good mood today. So. Have I? Yeah, I feel like you have. Could be the weather. Could be hoops win last night. We got a big night tonight with women's hoops and trivia following that. Yep. So got a great it, weekend of ECU athletics. Yeah, up. just uh, it's kind of it's a fun time to be a sports fan, to be a pirate, and to be alive. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I wish I was on a golf course today. Oh. I was supposed to play in a <laughs> look. I was supposed to play in a golf tournament a couple of weeks ago and there was before that golf tournament there was about three or four days just like today where it was beautiful and i was like man i hope it's going to be like this the day i play golf mm-hmm. and clip was like i guarantee it's going to be one of those days where it's rainy it's cold and sure enough it was and that tournament got uh booted to this saturday and of course i can't be in that tournament because i've got a lot going on with pirate radio stuff we got east carolina baseball at two o'clock on on saturday at against Carolina, and then at uh, 8 o'clock that night, we'll be taking on the number one team in America, the Houston Cougars. That is correct. Kelvin Sampson's team will be in town. They got Tulane tonight, so uh, we'll see if they can get that win. Uh, They'll be number one regardless because the new polls won't come out until next Monday, but uh, we'll see if Houston can uh, win tonight, and then they'll uh, take on the Pirates coming up on Saturday night. I'm starting to get a little worried I know we don't want to talk about the weather, but if that Saturday game keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, that it might run into basketball. And I really want to be there in Mengees, but if uh, if it is a night game at Clark LeClaire Stadium Saturday, I'll be there uh, under the lights. But we'll see what happens. You never know with the weather, but it, it does look like a wet Saturday. Uh, so we'll uh, check on that. I, I was trying to get uh, the wink on Shane Winkler. Uh, and I asked, uh, so we'll try to get him on the show tomorrow. They uh, have moved their schedule, though. The softball team will be playing a doubleheader on Thursday at 4 o'clock. And they've got two games scheduled for Friday as well. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday. But they are going to move their action up a day. So you can see the softball team for the first time at home beginning Thursday at 4 o'clock. And they are off to a good start to the season. They're already 8-2 and two on the young season. So uh, we'll try to catch up with Coach Winkler next week because they have a lot of home games coming up, a lot of opportunities for you to check out the softball Pirates. All right, uh, Jansen is on YouTube. He says Clipper. Clipper. Wes, do you have the Clipper cut? Yeah. If y'all want to give Wes a test today to see if he can find all the cuts, (laughs) feel free to do so. Get a PRL3, yeah. Yeah. Right there at the bottom. Gotcha. Clipper! Thanks, Wes. Let's go, Wes. Steve Hill says, uh, I woke up to the sad news that Keaton Mitchell is still throwing his life away by not telling the New Orleans Breakers to go to hell. That is a reference um, to the show yesterday where people were losing their minds because Keaton Mitchell was drafted by the New Orleans Breakers. It doesn't mean he's going to play in the USFL 
All it means is if he doesn't make it to an NFL team and chooses to do so, he has a safety net. He has a team that owns his rights in the USFL, and he can play and get paid in that league. But he still has the combine. He still has pro day. still has the NFL draft. still has a chance to get uh, picked up as a rookie free agent. So everybody commenting that doesn't know what they're talking about, relax. But the problem is... Nobody that needs to hear this message is listening right now. That is uh, the issue. All right. um, We've got a couple of comments regarding Wes and Chandler. Steve says, I hope Wes yells at Chandler today. Chad says, over, under for minutes into the show until Wes yells at Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Now... I feel like y'all got along pretty well on Friday. Yeah. It was a good show. That's right. Chandler, let's go ahead and try to make this a good show, a positive show. Yes. By you ripping off that joke and see if Wes laughs. Okay. All right. Wes, here we go. Okay. Let's see. If, now, Wes, if this is funny, laugh. If it's not, you know, you, don't laugh. I want you to be as honest as you always are. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. All right, Wes, so a guy walks into a bar, sits down at the bar, and he tells the bartender, hey, he says, uh, bartender, give me a beer. So he gets the beer, and he drinks the beer, and he gets up, and he says, bartender, give me another beer, but I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'll be right back. So he goes and uses the bathroom. He comes back to the bar, and the bartender says, now, I would not drink that beer if I were you. That guy goes, why? He says, because a monkey peed in your beer. He said, what? What are you talking about? He said, whose monkey is it? Bartender looks over to the guy playing the guitar. He said, it's that guy right there playing the guitar. So the guy goes over to the guy playing the guitar and says, hey, man. He says, do you know you're a monkey peed in my beer? He says, no, but if you hum it, I might can play it. <laughs> oh, oh, gave him the stone face. Nothing. No reaction. Oh, made, my goodness. Made no sense. <laughs> do you get the joke? Yeah, I did, but... Are you sure? I, I did. All right. No. Nothing, Chandler. No reaction. But you were about to laugh in the middle of the joke. You were literally about. You went. <laughs> well, the visual of a monkey peeing in a beer is funny. Yeah. That's but you true. you don't. So the so you you do get where he. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. But Wes doesn't think it's funny. No. Well, that uh, that is not a good sign for the Man. rest of this. Show. I mean, think about the last part of your joke. Now go from the part where you where he's talking what talking to um, talking about um, your your monkey peed in my beer yeah uh-huh. and what did he say he okay said, he said do you know that your monkey that your monkey peed in my beer so he was at the bar- the bartender said hey a monkey peed in your beer so he said what are you kidding me whose monkey was it right so he go the guy the bartender says hey it's that guy over there playing guitar yeah so the guy goes over there to the guy playing guitar playing music playing songs and the guy says hey do you know your monkey peed in my beer and the guy said no i don't but if you hum it i might can play it gotcha (laughs) gotcha still nothing <laughs> so it's a double double meaning. I, do, I know exactly what he's talking about. All right, it makes no sense. Not not funny to me. Okay. The, the reason I was about to bust out laughing was because I thought you were almost done with the with the joke. Uh, <laughs> and then 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 you, it, it does then, you added, then you added more, and I'm like, wait a minute. We need to start sending Wes to comedy clubs and just putting a live feed on him, and he just sits there the whole time. He's like, nope, didn't make sense. Not funny. Nope. Next. 
Nope. Ask the trainer. Next. All right, Chandler. Sorry. Man. I've had so many laughs, and I felt good. But now that I've gotten a stone face from Wes Hines, I don't I don't know if I want to tell the joke anymore. Man. <laughs> we got Randolph tuned in. What's up, Randolph? Dax. He said, I'm at the gym getting it in. Hey. Get watch in, yourself. Big fella. <laughs> watch yourself, Randolph. Boom, uh, boom, boom. All right. Uh, uh, Wes, you ready to play some sound bites? Yeah, I'll try my best. All right. Steve Hill says, two little butt cheeks. Under the purple one. Up, up, two butt cheeks right there. Down, down, down. Boom. It's two little butt I, cheeks. Swing and dingers. Um, let's see. This works a lot better when Shirley's here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swing and dingers. There you go. Family. That's up there. Same row. Good coaching by Chandler here. Up there. Family. I, I like to see y'all working together. Ric Flair. Woo. Uh, Ric Flair should be. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know if it's in this one. I want me some glory hole. Oh, that should be... I want to shake his hand. Oh, glory hole's right there. Glory hole's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the glory hole's right there. Uh, it's in the blue, second row to the left. Sometimes right, you gotta... Right there, right there. I want me some glory hole. Sometimes you gotta direct your buddy to where it is. Hey, there it is. There's the glory hole. Is that supposed right. to be... I can't tell you how many times in my life... Uh-huh when I have had it handed to me yes, in sir. a lot of different ways. That's right. But I went back to work, got mm-hmm. up went on back. Monday morning, mm-hmm. and there it was. Glory hole. Right, right there, there in the middle of it. Resiliency. Okay, no, no, no. Right there in the middle of it. <laughs> Resiliency. <laughs> uh, is that supposed to be funny? Troy D. Sigh. All right. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you, my guy. We should beat off. Malcolm right there. Go Gator. Malcolm right there. The pink. All right. Thank you. All right, Wes. That's enough. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next, uh, if Charlie's not here tomorrow, we're going to put Chandler in the hot seat and have him do the uh, sound bite marathon. Okay. See how you do. All right. uh, Pirates victorious last night in hoops on the road. And uh, it was awesome to see East Carolina beating Tulsa in uh, a beautifully played basketball game. Right, Chandler? Oh, boy. That had to be. Just like Michael Malone said the other day for the All-Star game, that had to be one of the worst basketball games ever played. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Uh, But the Pirates get it done. They trail by seven at one point. Late in the game. uh, Around the 10-12 minute mark in the second half and uh, defense clamped down. I'm going to give credit to that defensive uh, effort to our guy, David Kazangane. Yeah. Uh, Really good defensive outing. If you look at the box score, uh, David Kay only had two points. He did have a couple of uh, clutch free throws down the stretch, but a lot of his his performance will not be shown in the stat sheet. He just had a lot of, uh, you know, forcing un, you know, turnovers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Pirates got it done. And it's, what a weird, what a weird like last minute, minute and a half with all the fouls and going to the line. It was just very strange because I mean the Pirates were going to the line to only be up by still one possession. Um, but Pirates get it done. Yeah, we'll talk about the fouling strategy in that later on the show with uh, with P Mace with Stephen Iko. Uh, David Kay had a, a Chad Moore stat line. There's always a guy that that plays basketball that should be on a football field, and 
Chad was that guy growing up, but he would commit. And Chad, if you're tuned in, you can tell us exactly what it was. But David K fouled out last night, and not a lot of minutes. He was the hacker. He uh, he made his five fouls count, and like Chad would go on the court and immediately get in foul trouble right when he checked in, right when he came in the game. Uh, but two points, five fouls. Uh, had a nice uh, pass late in the game where he was trapped and got out of a jam. Uh, but the Pirates did. They hit some free throws down the stretch. R.J. Felton especially, Brandon Johnson. Uh, Jaden Walker, they again. The Jaden Walker game. Another big game and uh, still struggles at the free throw line for a, a point guard, certainly. Uh, and Ezra, I think, made one of two down the stretch. But outside of that, the Pirates did hit some free throws. They got it done. Wasn't pretty. 62-60. to 60. And now uh, they... Uh, have swept Tulsa on the year and have five conference wins. So they have Houston, Tulane, uh, two with Tulane, and UCF left on the docket. I had East Carolina winning 12 games this year. Steven Igo had them winning 14, and right now they're at 14. So I don't know what your expectations were out there for this Pirate basketball team in year one of Mike Schwartz uh, with no Tristan Newton and Suggs moving on, and uh, you didn't know that Javon Small was going to be out, I don't know, half the year, but for the most important games, the toughest games of the season. So for what they have and um, what they've been able to do, I think it's uh, it's a sign of, of good things to come. Now you just got to hope you can keep your team together and obviously add some, uh, some big-time pieces. But next up on the docket, number one Houston coming to town Saturday night, 8 o'clock in Menji's Coliseum. Uh, things did not go so well on the baseball diamond as East Carolina loses uh, one in walk-off fashion to the Campbell Fighting Camels. That thing looked rough early, Chandler, as we were watching it here yeah. during the show. Pirates got down 4 nothing early in the second inning, and then that bullpen is able to come in and really do a good job keeping the, uh, the Campbell bats at bay. Merritt Beaker, Bryce's guy, uh, with two-thirds uh, scoreless. Willie Lumpkin uh, gave up a run, but went two and two-thirds, so a good outing for him. Uh, Tyler Bratt, uh, one and two-thirds of scoreless innings. And then you had uh, Sailor pitch two-thirds of an inning, just 17 pitches for him, so he'll be good to go this weekend. Eric Ritchie threw seven pitches. Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman came in at the end, pitched one inning, um, and got out of that, but could not get out of the bottom of the ninth as Campbell scratches across a run and wins it 6-5. to five. Yeah, I mean, we we knew this was going to be a Johnny Holstaff kind of day for East Carolina. It's usually that way during the midweek uh, situations. but And I think we saw a lot of good things. Garrett Sailor getting out of a sticky situation there late. Uh, even uh, we saw Lumpkin, the, the new guy, come in. And, and, and then the Brat guys really got a lot of speed. Um, but the bats, and you, you, you kind of get spooled looking at the Pirates play over the weekend and put up 43 runs and hit the ball like they did. And uh, the bats just were not as hot last night. Um, Justin Wilcoxon, who could not get out yeah. this weekend, goes 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. I, I was talking to LRB about that uh, uh, earlier today about, you know, you, you watched him hit 10 hit he got 10 hits over the weekend and then last night he just was not able to do anything but it's just maybe one of those deals where the the engine overheated on the uh, number 34 car so i don't know maybe he needed to cool off but he did have that uh, routine pop-up to left field uh that was missed 
by the left fielder for Campbell, and that allowed, I believe, two or three Pirates to score. It gave the Pirates a lead, 5-4. to four. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think he'll pick it back up. I mean, J- J.C. with East Carolina's only extra base hit. Um, so the bats were just not what it was over the weekend. But, I mean, Pirates were there. Pirates had a chance to win it. Uh, they had a chance to win it. Yeah. Thanks to the speed of Luke Nowak. Yeah. He gets on the base, man. This guy can fly. I mean, this guy, this guy can really – he's going to be a threat on the base pass for anybody that we play this year. And I, I tweeted it out last night. I look forward to that guy getting on base because you don't know what he's going to do. He's not only beating out these throws. He's beat them, beating them out by a mile. The, these catchers, I mean, over the weekend – and then last night, these catchers have not had a chance to get Nowak out. And next thing you know, he gets a walk or a base hit or something. I can't remember how he got on, but you blink your eye. He's on third. The the you know the 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 lead run is at third base, and unfortunately, we just weren't able to get him home. Pirates Tar Heels this weekend, uh, three game set scheduled two here in Greenville, and then the one on Sunday in Chapel Hill. So going to be a big week uh, weekend of baseball. You got softball in town. You got Pirate hoops. Uh, Saturday night, and uh, we'll talk about women's hoops coming up. <coughs> excuse me, later on tonight in Minji's Coliseum. Chad, by the way, we're talking about the enforcer. Um, he had four fouls in two minutes was his uh, claim to fame. So there you go. Uh, Chad also says, can we talk about the reverse Fred McGriff? ESPN thinking Schwartz was a black guy. Okay. So I missed that. I didn't I see that. Pe- I hate when people think that someone's another race than what they actually are. <laughs> but earlier this year, I remember we were at AJ's. Pirates were on. They were showing uh, just a random white dude on ECU's bench and said Mike Schwartz and had his record. Remember, it was an ECU assistant coach. I think coach. it was Riley Davis, maybe, that they showed. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Mike Schwartz. So last night, I guess, uh, are you saying that they were showing uh, a black dude and saying this is Mike Schwartz? I think they just guess sometimes and hope they get it right. I think Alex on Twitter responded. I said, who even is this guy? And I believe Alex said it was SMU's coach um, and is actually one of Mike Schwartz's really good friends in the coaching world. Um, From last night? Yeah. You mean Tulsa? Yeah. It's, it, the, the guy that they showed for Mike Schwartz during the t- Tulsa game, Alex responded and said, I believe that is SMU's coach. Lanier, I believe. He was at the game? No, the graphic showed his picture. Oh, okay. The graphic was okay. showing at SMU. Okay. He's his coach. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I did too. Wes was right. staring daggers. Easy, easy Wes. Down, boy. Down. So, Mike Schwartz. So, it wasn't a camera shot, it was a graphic. That's what it was. It was a graphic. Me. The picture on the graphic was uh, Lanier from SMU. Yeah, I mean, you would... It just happens way too often. I know. Well, you've got... You know, it's pro- I mean, you, and Chandler, you're a sports guy. You were able to, to to earn that moniker when you picked Tennessee to beat Alabama. That kind of sealed the deal for you. Yeah. But there are a lot of non-sports people in the sports business. and they're, That's just hard to believe. They're creeping in and taking over. And unfortunately, they're good at maybe graphic work, camera work. They're not good at knowing sports. I have a great example of this, of someone who 
just got a job with a professional sports team and sent a text to someone who kind of helped them get along the way and said, I have no clue about this sport Hmm. and just got hired by the franchise to do some social media stuff. Wow. And it's 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 kind that of is scary. I know it's kind of frustrating, but uh, that's the way it goes. But maybe these are interns that are doing these graphics. Look, that's just like I the, don't think so. Well, I think they're they're employees. Well, they could whatever they are. It's just like these people at ESPN that continue to this day to this day calling us Eastern Carolina. The only thing you got to do is look it up. The only thing you got to do is look up Mike Schwartz and look and say that's not the guy. This is him. And mm-hmm. use that picture. Google it. Google it up. Chad said, Clip, did you not see Chandler's tweet? Do you follow him? Yes, Chad, but I'm not concerned about everything he tweets. Just like I'm not concerned about everything that he tweets, Chad. Yeah, I mean, we have lives. I mean, uh, come on, Chad. Outside of pie. You know what? You're being a Chad right now. <laughs> Chad is being such a Chad. Yeah. Can I live? A simple question. Can I live? good side let them let live live and let live i know what you're talking about (laughs) scooter said to join us coming up in hour number one patrick mason hour two and steven igo hour three of today's program let's take a break west we'll come back scott rogers will join us here inside the pirate radio studios that's on the way we're talking pirate baseball and more when we return after this To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and is a, and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There is something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make the day an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Got sports trivia coming up tonight after uh, women's hoops in Menji's Coliseum. We're going to head over to Menji's after the show, but we'll be ready to go uh, 8 o'clock, maybe 8.15 if you uh, attend the, the basketball game and want to stay to the end and make the trip over to aj's we'll push back start time a little bit but we'll have a good time tonight at aj mcmurphy's joining us now inside the power radio studios is the play-by-play voice of east carolina baseball scott rogers joining us scooter good to see you happy baseball season how you doing man doing good clip thanks for having me on absolutely and uh if you have a question for scooter or any of our guests regarding baseball ecu athletics you can put those uh in the facebook live chat youtube or twitter i saw a um and scooter i just welcomed you on but i'm not going to make you answer this question i saw an interesting question on social media this week 
Would you rather sweep? Would you rather win the series against North Carolina or knock off number one Houston Saturday night in Minji's? I'm not going to make Scooter answer, but Chandler, I'm going to have you answer. And Wes, you can answer as well. I have my answer. I mean, we can go. You said win the series or sweep the series? Win the series. Ah, oh, man. That makes it tough. You can only choose one. My, I'm going hoops. Mm. And I thought about it this way. East Carolina <clears throat> loses a 3-2 thriller pitcher's duel on Friday. A great game all around. You see both teams are are good baseball teams. Pirates come out, win 14-4 to on Saturday. It's a party at Clark LeClaire. The jungle's rocking. Everybody's having a good time. And then you lose like 5-4 to on Sunday. That's a that's a good series. Unfortunately, you lost the series, but you kind of showed you're a good baseball team. While that's happening, we've got a court storm going on in Minji's. You're on Sports Center. You're all over the sports news, social media, everything, because you just knocked off the number one team. Mike Schwartz is getting the Gatorade bath. Ezra is uh, on the scores table with his arms raised, and it's an absolute party. In Minji's Coliseum with Stanford Steve. And right. Boom, boom, boom is playing over at a PA system. Boom, that, boom, boom on a loop. Now, that's electric. That, I can just see it right now. Court storming. So boom, that's boom. my scenario. Again, like, yeah, it stinks like to lose scenario. the baseball series, but. East Carolina I'm, baseball could bounce back after a series. I don't want you to piggyback off of what I said. I want your opinion. I'm going to go with the basketball, number, beating number one Houston. Houston. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going baseball. I'm, st- I'm sticking with basketball. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for st- thanks for coming to my way. I, I would say baseball. Hey, All right, Wes. Explain yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, basketball has its has its time. It's now time for baseball. Let's um, let's go out, get out to baseball. I'm sorry. Don't ab- wait, what so are you apologizing for? I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, what? I'd much rather watch baseball than basketball. You're telling me your truth, not the truth. That's my truth. <laughs> All right. It ain't I'm just telling truth. you my truth. Wait, so you're going with baseball? Do yes. you are you disrespecting my truth? No, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you flat out. I I right. would much rather flat watch out. baseball on my birthday instead of basketball on his birthday. See, I didn't factor in your birthday. That changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that changes the whole landscape. The whole dynamic has shifted. <laughs> All right, but that's the great thing, Wes. We live in what I like to call the United States of America, yeah. and we have our opinions, and we live, and we our, have our own free will, and our own truths, and our own truths. Yep. Scooter, welcome to the show. It's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, Scooter will be on the call this weekend for Pirate Baseball, and uh, on the call for Women's Hoops tonight. So that's we'll right. talk about that as well. But uh, Pirates three and zero start to the season. That perfect season comes to an end last night in Bowie's Creek in walk off fashion to the Campbell Fighting Camels. So uh, Scooter, look, we set it up this way. We knew it would be a tough game. It always is when you play Campbell, and those guys love to beat the Pirates, and uh, knew it would. Be be a challenge and boy the the from the way the game started i'm kind of surprised it ended in walk-off fashion it, it looked like campbell uh was going to put up some runs and potentially run away with this thing but kudos to the pirate staff and uh their bullpen for for keeping uh campbell bats down for the uh majority of the you know two-thirds of that game and then for the pirate bats to put some runs on the board yeah i mean the start of the game wasn't the best uh obviously with the walks in that first inning and then you do credit to that bullpen even though they they walked seven 
last night and I think hit six batters for them for that to have been a, a one run game going in uh, or for it being a one run game and then it going into extra innings you know that says how much they battled last night but uh, you know there just wasn't much offense last night and uh, credit to the Campbell pitchers I mean that was three really good pitchers from Campbell every single pitcher we saw last night was in the low 90s sometimes in the mid 90s at a lot of points but uh, yeah I mean it was a good good pitching matchup last night and just uh, not quite enough offense Offense on the pirate side to come out on top. The reason we love sports, it is the ultimate reality show. It's not scripted. We we can't predict what's going to happen, even though we have uh, sample sizes. But Justin Wilcox in ten hits over the weekend, over five, four strikeouts last night. Like it, you really can't explain it. And the way you explain it is just say that it's just baseball and move on. But uh, that's one of those things. And uh, we saw Wilcox in over five. Jacob Jenkins Cower one for five. Some of the the big pirate bats uh, were cool last night yeah i mean and like you said that's baseball and you know a lot of those guys might be thinking hey you know maybe we did this just because we didn't see the best pitching over the weekend but that's not the case i mean it was baseball yesterday and pirates faced a really good team in campbell and one that they're going to get two more chances at this year one at a neutral site and then one later in the year here in greenville so they have a chance to get some revenge from last night later in the year and uh i have a feeling that the pirates are going to be wanting that revenge later in the year as well scooter uh, once again small sample size but what uh has impressed you who has stood out certainly a lot of candidates here but how about uh in your opinion so far i think offensively it's clearly luke nowak i mean no question about it uh not just because of his speed but the way he's hit the ball scooter uh luke nowak great start to see three hits last night yeah uh i mean and it shows that it's gonna be hard to take him out of that dh spot just because of that speed on the base pass because with him hitting the ball so well with him on base i mean we saw that last night the pirates had a chance to tie the game and it was strictly because of his speed on the base pass but I think that would that's really the biggest surprise of the year so far offensively because I don't think a lot of people knew that he was going to be hitting the ball this well we all knew he was fast we didn't know he would be in the lineup right Uh, we had a a lot of discussions last week I go and others about all right what's the lineup who's DHing I will say this on the players lounge presented by Delcor on Mondays we talked to um, veterans of this team and we asked who who's stepping up that maybe we didn't see a lot of last year and we saw Noak on the base pass last year pinch running but two or three of them said look out for for Luke Noak this year Mm -hmm. so they knew it was coming we didn't really know it was coming and he has certainly earned his spot uh, day to day now in this lineup absolutely and you know if he keeps hitting the ball this way it's going to be very tough to take him out of that DH spot and why would you want to take him out of that DH spot as long as he's hitting the ball and there I mean obviously there's so many more on this pirate bench that could cut him off and and really assume that DH spot, but there's just no way they could do that right now, especially with his speed and the way he's hitting the ball. Uh, pitching side, uh, everybody wants to see more of Zach Root after what he did on Saturday. Scooter, as uh, he was uh, heralded, I would say, coming in. We knew his name. We didn't know his game quite yet. Uh, but, man, we want to see more of uh, the lefty on the mound. Absolutely. I mean, what a debut it was for him on Saturday. And we knew that Zach Root was probably going to be pretty good getting two starts in the fall against two really good programs. But uh, for him to have that big of a debut, uh, I think, really surprised a lot of people. And so it's going to be fun. I'm sure we'll see him at some point this weekend against North Carolina so it's going to be fun to see him in there against a uh, regional type team. 
And Scooter, I, I've talked about this. I, I certainly noticed it. You calling a game had to notice it. The pace of play this year. It was at a breakneck uh, this past weekend. And uh, that is, uh, I think, a good change for baseball. It seems like if they are going to pay more attention to this pitch clock, the pitchers, uh, most of them certainly like it. They like getting up there moving. Some of the batters were kind of rushed into the batter's box, but certainly made for a, a better pace. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we saw that. I think game two of the doubleheader Saturday was not even three hours which normally ECU baseball games are at least three hours yeah. in length. And so I think it is going to be a, a big emphasis this year. I mean, we've already seen that not just with East Carolina games, but all over college baseball now with them putting that bigger emphasis on the pitch clock. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially you know once you get into those midweek games and those late Sunday games on those three-game series where your pitching is kind of stretched in to see how that pitch clock affects those games. Because obviously the thing that would take so long in those games that are pitching changes. And so when you take that out of the equation, you take the, you know, so many minutes and stuff in between games and in between batters, that sort of thing. I think it's going to be interesting to see how big of a difference it is from last year to this year. We had a lot of those game three of the series against George Washington and 28 runs on the board, 23 of those from ECU. And it was like a three hour, 15 minute game, which, you know, it's a long game, but with all those runs, you would assume it would be up in the, you know, three thirty, three four hours. So I don't know. I've definitely seen a change uh, in that regard. Any other changes this year as far you know we know about the celebration deal any other changes i don't think there's any really big changes it's mainly just the pitch clock in terms of uh in-game stuff and then as you said the uh the prop rule which is i don't agree with i know it stinks (laughs) i can't find many people that do agree with it uh let's take a break we'll uh we'll go one more segment with a scooter here hour number one of pirate radio live we've got some more people chiming in on would you rather have a baseball series win over North Carolina or a win over Houston in basketball this Saturday. We'll talk about that and a little women's hoops when we return after this. Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 61,000 followers today at PR927FM. 927 FM. Now let's go back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Flip Brock. Thank you, Chan Man. Wes Hines filling in for Shirley Rhodes today. Uh, asked the question earlier Would you rather, you can only pick one, win the baseball series this weekend against North Carolina or beat Houston in hoops on Saturday night? Jansen says baseball series win because can you imagine how insufferable and obnoxious the UNC fans will be if they win the series? Uh, No, I can't, Jansen, because I know 
two to three hundred ECU uh, UNC basketball fans, and I know zero UNC baseball fans. So I don't know who would be talking junk because I don't know if they that they exist because you can't get Carolina baseball gear at your local store, Walmart. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't hear a lot of baseball chatter from opposing fans. More state than Carolina, but that's me. Um, you had Mike P says it's got to be knocking off number one. Well, that's how I feel. But you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, Wes. That's right. Especially if it's your birthday, you get double <laughs> the opinion. Uh, Josh uh, Thomas with a creepy question. He oh, says, uh, "How was Scooter's walk to class today?" Uh, it was good. <laughs> Was he in the bushes? Like <laughs> he's like like uh, those detectives that sit outside of someone's house. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what he was doing. He's got a mountain of cigarette butts. Yeah, like he knows where your class building is, and he just sits out there and like has binoculars. He's like, there he is. That's <laughs> uh, you ever seen you on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe he's one of these new robots going around. <laughs> <laughs> he's inside one. <laughs> All right, so you had a good walk to class. Yeah, sounds nice good. and warm. Good to hear. All right, uh, back to baseball in a moment, but Scooter will be on the call tonight for uh, ECU Women's Hoops. Five wins in a row, hottest team in the AAC, playing for their 20th win this year, and uh, to move into solo spot of second place in the conference. Big game against Houston tonight, Scooter, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's by far the, the biggest game, I think, in ECU women's history for – you know, going back for so many years. I mean, at least since I've been an ECU fan, um, you know, for a team that was picked to finish last in the American this year, and now they have a chance to clinch the the number two seed in the conference tournament, I think is is amazing. And if Kim McNeil is not American Conference Coach of the Year, there that's almost criminal to me for the job that she and her staff has done this year. And you know, big credit to these players as well. Obviously, the freshman Amaya Joyner and Janae McNeil, the two biggest ones from this team. But from top to bottom, this team has gone out there every single game and and done their best job and played very very hard and it has uh, it has come to fruition finally for Kim McNeil and uh, it's going to be still going that way for the next few years with the talent she's got coming in and the talent she'll have returning from this team. Now, Scooter, I know you were at baseball this weekend, but when ECU went on that 15-0 run to beat UCF in Menjis, but you've seen it this year. I talked to Coach McNeil about it. The fourth quarters, like even tonight, if the team is trailing in the fourth quarter relax uh they'll somehow pull it out they have been phenomenal down the stretch in games this year and they were in their two wins last week yeah um i mean late in games they have been really good especially those fourth quarters and i know one of her big things is every game they want to hold the other team to at least a single digit in each quarter and hmm. for a lot of games this year that has been the fourth quarter right. which is a big reason why they have come out on top in a lot of games but they have you know so many players that go out and, and step up sometimes in those games when they're behind and and I think that's one thing about this team is other than Danae McNeil and Amaya Joinder, you have a lot of really good players out there that every single game someone's going to step up and go out there and win that game for ECU. I've enjoyed uh, hearing you and Coach Rob Maloney yeah. on the calls there, Scooter. It's been fun to hear you guys. It has been. I'm uh, very excited about Rob joining us this year for that, and I believe tonight will be our last broadcast, probably unless we make the WNIT, which I've been pretty certain that's going to happen. Um, but it's uh, – it's, it's really cool to be able to watch those games and broadcast those games because a lot of those programs don't get a ton of media coverage and so it's great to sit right there court 
side and interact with with Coach McNeil before every game, and and it's really a good program. She does the right things over there, and it's it's finally it's it's been good to watch this fi- season finally come to fruition and and watch her have a really good year. Speaking of courtside, Chandler and I will be there tonight. We'd love to be courtside. So um, if you know somebody, if you are that somebody. Let your boys know. Hook us up. Hang out with the fellas courtside. We just want to be cool. We just want to be part of the cool kids. We want to have feet on hardwood tonight. Feet on wood. You can do that in the first row of bleachers too, Clip. I want the real thing, Scooter. (laughs) I want, you know. It's not the same, Scooter. That's true. That's true. I want to be in the ref's ear. I want to get ejected. I want... (laughs) I want to be that guy tonight. Like so. I want the ref to walk, run right by us and like have to hear it from me and Cliff. Yeah, like right in his ear, in his ear hole. So DMs are open. You got that courtside spot? Let Chandler and I know. We want to be there. So just throwing it out. I ain't too proud to beg. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, you'll get to hear some boom, boom, boom tonight too. That would really top off my night <laughs> yes, if I could hear boom, boom, boom. Uh, Scooter, North Carolina. What do you uh, know about this uh, group of Tar Heels coming in here? Pretty good team. Um, they return a lot in terms of starting rotation. They have three guys very experienced in their rotation: Max Carlson, Will Sandy, and Connor Bovier. Will Sandy's. I feel like he's been a Tar Heel for half of my life. He was actually on their 2008 college world series roster wow and he is still there so there's there's some pretty good experience in that starting rotation not necessarily in a starter's role but they've they've been at carolina for a lot of years and uh obviously you still got vance honeycutt in center field who's going to be a top 10 pick next year for tar hills and also you still have matt horvath at third who's a really good bat and defensive player as well but it's going to be a fun series uh obviously two really good programs two two programs that will be in the postseason more than likely at the end of the year and obviously just obviously two with the rivalry in between these two programs and uh it's gonna be fun to have them come to greenville for two and then head up to chapel hill on sunday great crowd uh expected and man how about the crowds for opening weekend against george washington scott uh, that was a lot of fun man it was you know that saturday crowd I, I really was not expecting that many people to be there on saturday especially for the doubleheader because of the weather but i mean it was awesome you know, i looked out in the jungle and at the start of that game one and I swear I think it was three to four rows deep out there and, and it's it's been a while since I've seen that especially on opening weekend you don't see that you don't really see that unless it's June out there and so uh, credit the Pirate Nation this weekend and obviously we need uh, another big crowd this weekend for the Tar Heels Scott Rogers joining us, play-by-play voice, ECU Baseball. will be on the call for some women's hoops tonight as well when they take on Houston. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, looking forward to some more baseball chats with you this season. Absolutely. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, bud. All right, well, uh, myself, Scooter, maybe you out there listening, be hanging out with Stanford Steve from ESPN this weekend. There's a chance. We'll uh, tell you about that. Also hear uh, some Mike Houston audio and what Kim McNeil said yesterday uh, about facing these Houston Cougars when we return on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two on the way. Patrick Mason joins us as well. A lot more to go. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads and homemade desserts place your order online or call 689-6330 and familiar will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from familia familia on fire tower road near pitt community college now back to prl here's your host clip brock all right chan man west hines here as well filling in for shirley Rhodes on this lovely wednesday thanks for tuning in if you're checking us out on youtube we have 18 more viewers than we have likes at the moment and that is just not cutting the mustard so wes what do we have to do wes tell tell these people what's going on uh you got to hit the subscribe button hit the like and um and tell everybody share it with somebody tell them you um, you're listening to pirate radio live right now right now right don't now. wait and tell them to get tell them your friends to get online so we can get more folks to subscribe tell your enemies like and uh, everything like tell that. people you don't like exactly call that that family member you hadn't talked to in seven years and just say tell them that you love them and then tell them <laughs> subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube yes and hit the like button that's right. We've gained two more likes, and now we have 17 more viewers than we have likes. What are y'all waiting for? Do you want me to beg? Do you want me to sing a song? Do you want me to take my shirt off? I mean, what do, you, like, <laughs> what do I got to do to get you to hit the like button? It's a simple task. Mike, Very easy. Mike P says, just hit the like? I prefer to smash. I, I mean, however you want to do it, it's kind of your own way. You can hit, you can smash, you can... Pound. Pound. Pound it. Is a good thing to do. Smack it. Smack that thing. Yeah. Smack that sub. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Slap it. <laughs> Slap it. Back slap, slap it. Slap it. You can go open hand forward. You can go back. <laughs> back in that thing. You can punch. Uppercut that like. <laughs> Boom. Spine them. Uh, haymaker. Want- gonna have the like and subscribe button going spinal my back is broken my button's broken (laughs) spinal all right uh stanford steve is uh a fan of holton aylers and east carolina has been for a long time i uh listened to stanford steve and the bear podcast which by the way the bear is now on fox he is no longer with espn Uh, but I would uh, listen to that podcast weekly. They talk about ECU and Holton Aylers, and I'd always play that audio on the show. Uh, since then, you've seen Stanford Steve several times on Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. He's always wearing a blazer, and under that, he's wearing a hockey sweater, a vintage tee, or something. But he's worn uh, Pirate Radio gear before. He's worn a lot of ECU shirts uh, on the air before. Scott Van Pelt also a uh, a pirate not a supporter but shouter no quarter. shouter outer if you will uh so they are both uh big fans of the purple and gold the no quarter and last night on sports center they broke the news that uh stanford steve would be coming to town apparently uh wes hit that 
Here he is, America's Stanford Steve. This is Bad Beats, but I just quickly have a travel announcement to make. Where, let people know where you're going to be this weekend. Here he is, America's Stanford Steve. This is Bad Beats, but I just quickly have a travel announcement to make. Where, let people know where you're going to be this weekend. Greenville, North Carolina. Big weekend. No quarter. It's happening. If he's not a, an elected official by the end of the weekend, you all have failed as a municipality. Figure it out. So if you see the big bald head of Stanford Steve around the area, say hello. Drop him an arg, a no quarter, and uh, hopefully he'll have a, a good time and enjoy his time here in Greenville. I know he's been talking about coming here for a long time, uh, checking out Sup Dogs, and very excited for Stanford Steve to see a really great atmosphere with both ECU baseball and hopefully Menjis' pack for that's assuming that he goes to the basketball game I mean he's got a couple of things he can go to between ECU versus uh, Carolina and baseball and then East Carolina hosting for the first time ever in history the number one team in the country the Houston Cougars the Houston Cougars well said Chandler Houston Cougars that, that that's the one hopefully uh we can get him in here at pirate radio trying to uh to work to he's wore one of our shir- shirts before the 51st state shirt if y'all if you you and wes had a grammar off who do you think would win mm. who do you think <laughs> that'd wes? be a good ball game grammar off <laughs> Yeah, just I, I don't know. Just you guys keep saying sentences over and over again. <laughs> and we had like English professors in here. Like, uh, oh, I was flunk. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, you did pretty good on that one. All right, uh, we got Mike Houston audio. Mm-hmm. So this, this was on early already. ECU's uh, football account and Matt drills. What are Matt drills, Chandler? Uh, to be honest with you, I've always heard it. I've never known the exact. Did long snipers not participate in Matt Drill? No. <laughs> so basically, this is, I, I think I've heard Mike Houston explain it's just, you know, conditioning drills uh, without a football. There's no football. It's all conditioning, getting the body right, the winter workouts, all that before spring practice officially begins. But he is addressing his team. And I got to say, I know it's February and. Got a hoops game coming up and a big baseball series, but got me fired up for some pirate football. Mike Houston can tend to do that when he goes into his speeches. Let's hear what he had to say to the team. Who had the hardest time with Matt Drill today on the first day? The, the big guys. The big guys always do the first day. Okay, that's just the way it is every year. Okay, but to see a guy finish like that, that inspires people, right? Yes, sir. But I mean, the one thing about it is, Everything out here is a mindset, right? Yeah. I mean, you watch the guys that dominated today. Those guys have a certain kind of mindset. Most of them are veterans. Most of them have been through the wars. Because everybody talks about they want to be great. They want to be the guy. They're a dog. I'm going to make it to the league. I'm gonna do... That's all talk. There ain't no damn talk out here, right? You either do it or you don't. And you can't be fake. Your actions and your words have to match up. That's uh, no damn talk around here. That's good stuff. Uh, yep. And he had the team locked in and uh, listening to every word he said, and I like it. Uh, got me jacked up for some pirate football. He does a really good job of. Uh, I mean, especially those pregame speeches. I remember when we first hired Mike Houston. 
I was, you know, of course, looking them up and seeing what kind of videos, maybe interviews. When I looked them up, the things that popped up were his pregame speeches mm-hmm. when he was at James Madison. Maybe there was a couple when he was at the Citadel. But there was one at James Madison where he talked about locking the key and throwing away the key. Oh, man. if You you have to look it up. It, I mean, he does a really good job of pumping these guys up. And he's got them locked in with his culture. I think he wanted to lock the gate. What did yeah. I say? Lock the key? Yep, he did. Lock the gate, throw away the key. Yeah. There it is. Amen. Amen. Uh, Mike Houston, by the way, I, I know you enjoy our Delcor Players Lounge with baseball, and you'll be having those chats throughout the season. Chandler and I talking hoops daily on the show. We've got a basketball watch along when the AAC tournament rolls around. Yes, sir, but ready for that. For those of you saying, hey, where's the, uh, where's the off-season football talk? Hold your horses. Just, hey. I want you to hang tight, rally up those horses, hold them, because uh, a week from today, all those questions will be answered. Just hang tight. One week from today. Slow your roll. You'll know exactly what we're doing, and you'll be very excited about it. You'll be pleased. Very pleased. You'll be satisfied. Yep. What do you think, Wes? What do you think, Wes? The people are going to be satisfied, and their questions are going to be answered. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> whatever all right that's when you should play the debbie yeah whatever whatever and finally on our flight buying ecu practice report the next generation of light beer flight by yingling don't just raise the glass raise the bar raise flight it. by yingling wherever beer is sold you can pick that up and enjoy it kim mcneil joined us on pirate radio live yesterday and talked about what she uh, would be facing with this houston team coming into Minji's at six o'clock later on this wednesday Wes, let's hear what kim mcneil had to say uh coach this is this is the houston team that knocked off south florida so kind of pulled the upset there to give the bulls their only loss of the year in conference play and this will be your first look at the cougars so what do you expect uh, from them coming up on wednesday night it's gonna be a really tough game cliff um, you got two teams that, you know, really pride themselves on the defensive end of the floor, but in a different way. You know, they're going to pick us up from the time that ball goes through the rim. They're going to get in our face, full-court press, try to trap us, um, try to p- make us play faster than what we want to play, deny ball reversals, deny pinch entries. You know, so the, the, the most important thing in this game is we got to stay poised. Um, we got to break the press, and then we got to be poised you know, in the half court and not allow them to speed us up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to turn the ball over because they, they do a really good job of doing that. But we, they can't rack up. They can't be two, three, four turnovers in a row. Um, and then for us on the defensive end, we've got to cause havoc too. We've got to make it tough for them. They've got a really good guard in Blair um, who dropped 30 um, when they did beat South Florida at South Florida. So we got to do a really, really good job of containing her. And they got another good guard in Anya Jay that shoots the three ball very well. So we've got to do what we do on defense and stay composed on the offensive floor. Big-time matchup for second place in the American, East Carolina and Houston. Six o'clock, Menji's Coliseum on Wednesday night. The Pirates have won five in a row, hottest team in the conference and looking to finish this regular season strong. Kim McNeil, thank you so much for joining us. Keep up the great work, and we'll see you out at Menji's on Wednesday. Thank you for having me. And Pirate Nation, we need you Wednesdays. Free admission for everybody, so no excuses. Go Pirates. There you go. You heard it from the coach. No excuses. I will be there. Chandler will be there. Patrick Mason will be there. And you should be there, too. Going to have a lot of fun. And if you have courtside seats, let Chandler and I know because we want to be courtside. I want these Adidas's 
on the wood, on the hardwood, on the playing surface. I want to be standing. I want to be shouting at referees. I want to be clapping up the players. Can you show those shoes off again, please? I want to be doing. Um, I want to be doing three point celebrations. Maybe goggles. Maybe a bow and arrow. Maybe uh, maybe a little J.R. Smith. <laughs> maybe uh, 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 Carmelo. Whatever it may be, we can do celebrations together. 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 We can literally do our three-point celebration. You might be asking, what am I getting if I get Clip and Chandler courtside? It's like free entertainment. First of all, it's a couple of sports guys, so we know the rules. We know what happens. We can explain what's happening on the court to you. I had a visual. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to know my visual. <laughs> well, now I do. Dumb and dumber. We'll wear suits like Lloyd Christmas and Harry. Uh, Harry. What was Harry's last name? What was Harry's last name in Dumb and Dumber? Somebody tell me. Lloyd Christmas and who? Let me know. Harry Dunning. <laughs> Chris uh, asking, have you guys been drinking? I haven't. Chandler did yesterday. Got drunk before the show. Sure did. Uh, but not today. Uh, Pam Brock says, I wanted the basketball players lounge. Well, Pam, well, too you bad. can't always get what you want. Too bad. Too dang bad. Go, you know, find another show. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Love you. That is Clip Small. <laughs> Love you, Miss Pam. You know what? Delete your Facebook. Never listen to the show again. Love you, Mom. Sorry. Didn't mean that. Go kick rocks. Never want to see your name pop up in our comment sections again. Sorry, Miss Pam. Love you. <laughs> Not coming over for Easter Sunday. Never talking to you again. Love you. Can I borrow $20? How about I give you a warm glass of shut the hell up? <laughs> Sorry, Miss Pam. I love you. Sorry. Please forgive me. Chandler and I are ready to experience uh, the game, and we want to give you the experience of a lifetime. All we're asking for is you give us your courtside seats. It really is fun to watch a game with me and Clip. Brock. It truly is a life-changing experience. You'll, you'll look at life with a line before you watch the game courtside with Clip and Chandler and after and everything that happens after will be much better than it was before now there might there's a good chance that whoever's listening to us right now maybe everybody that's listening to us right now doesn't have courtside seats but guess what you might know somebody that has courtside seats sure so don't, don't just count yourself out because don't make don't don't think that you're not going to make a contribution to us. Right. You can still make a contribution if you know somebody that sits courtside at ECU women's basketball games. Contact them now and tell them, hey, Clip and Chandler want courtside seats. That's right. And if you're one of those people, it's likely that I don't associate with you because I only associate with people that have courtside seats. Like If you look at my contacts, I don't even have Chandler on my phone because he doesn't have courtside seats. What do I want with Chandler? What can he do for me? Nothing. So, point being, we'd appreciate it if you were able to connect us with somebody. We're not saying we're going to be friends with you necessarily, but we will be friends with that person with courtside seats. Mm. <laughs> mm. What do you think, Wes? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because <laughs> if I if I say anything, I, it'll probably be wrong. So I just keep my mouth shut. Courtside seats. That's all I'm saying. Courtside. Yeah, courtside. Not second row like yeah. I did, like I tried to do. I tried to get Clip a, a little gift last year and say, hey, we're going to go. 
courtside. That was nice. It was nice. It was a little nice gesture. It was a stocking stuffer. It wasn't necessarily a... It was a tease. It was a big tease for Cliff. I shouldn't have told him it was courtside. I should have told him it was second row on the court. Um, But I'm sorry. But we're actually... I'm trying to make that up to him tonight. Yeah. And get courtside seats. Courtside seats. Courtside seats. That's all we want. Um, DMs are open. Uh, maybe maybe DMs are down. I'm not receiving any right now. I just saw my phone light up, and uh, I think somebody just called me. Uh, um, that could mean nothing, but it could be oh. somebody. It could be one of you guys out there. Okay. How you got my number, I don't know, but if you're calling me about courtside seats, courtside seats. Courtside seats. Courtside seats. Uh, then I'm going to answer the phone. Wes, take a break. Courtside seats. Courtside seats. We'll talk to Patrick Mason. Now, Patrick, for women's games, are you able to get courtside? Patrick is up in 213 at the very tip top. See ya. Get on, at, <laughs> See ya. Get on yeah, out of here. We have no reason yep, to talk to don't you. Don't need you here. <laughs> I had you on today because I thought you could give me courtside. Maybe I could be your plus one. <laughs> All right. Hit us up with courtside seats. We'll take a break. Come back. Patrick Mason joins us. Man, we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk women's hoops, men's hoops, baseball, and we'll find out how Wes feels about soup. Patrick Mason, big soup guy. What does Wes think? We'll find out after this. apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back to the show town insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risks towns and towns insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you, Empire Radio Live. We are table side here, hopefully courtside, coming up in an hour and a half at Minji's. Uh, DM still open. DM still empty at the moment. What are we going to do if we don't get courtside? We're gonna. Just, are we going to riot? Ah, uh, nah. I'm. Uh, I'm a peaceful guy. Peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go sit on the court. What? Just, what if we just walk up there, Chandler, like we are supposed to be there? Because sometimes, if you act like you're supposed to be there, what are no, they gonna do? Kick us out? Nobody will ask any questions. You know what I mean? Maybe we pull that tonight and see Should what happens. We go home and get into some suits and like act like like we're important. We belong. Yeah, maybe so. Hey, honey, get my best suit ready. <laughs> I'm going courtside. And the hat. I want the hat that goes with the suit. Top, I get, a top hat. I'm going to get a cane. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get like a cane. <laughs> so we're going to be gonna look, like. I'm going to look like the penguin. We're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, monocle. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll dress up as Batman. 
<laughs> look, if we look ridiculous enough, too, they probably won't ask questions. You be Batman, and I be Robin. <laughs> uh, Holy ECU women's basketball, Batman. Patrick Mason joins us. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys. What's up, P. Mason? How's it going? Doing pretty good. You guys are going to stick out way more in suits than you would any anything else. What's the courtside sitch for women's hoops, Patrick? What do you think we could blend? Yeah, I think you guys are ready to rock just like this. You got the purple okay. on. I mean, you're set. That's all you need. Yeah, Chandler looks like he's ready to play golf. I look like pirate super fan. Yeah, and uh, so there you go. Uh, so a lot going on. Did you go to Bowie's Creek? I did. Yeah, yeah. How's the trip to Bowie's Creek? It was. It's fine. You just go down 95, and I mean, it's pretty straight shot. But uh, good weather, you know. It was, it was a good baseball day. Press box is super tiny. Um, like everywhere I go, I just I just keep reminding myself like how good of facilities ECU has. Um, but yeah, it, it was a fun time. Um, nice field, mm-hmm. but it's a tiny press box. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the the turf in baseball? It's weird. Like, yeah. there's something off about it. I don't know if I like it. Like, it just feels like you're playing on grass. I mean, not grass. Like, I mean, I guess turf. But everything just seems like it slips and slides awkwardly. Like, Luke Nowak, when he stole third, he slid like 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going so fast. But it's just a weird, weird thing to get used to. Uh, the game itself did not get off to the best of starts, uh, nor did uh, Hodges. Uh, as the starter, Danny Beal came in, was looking pretty good, and then hung one. And that one got taken out. And it's 4 nothing at that point. And you're like, uh-oh, this one could get out of hand but from that point on uh pirates got some good pitching out of the bullpen bats came up campbell gave uh, ecu some help in the field with some uh some misplays but um it turned into a pretty good ball game yeah it was a really good ball game and there was a lot of intense moments you know it just felt like one of those games where you're you know your heart's beating and you're like man why do i feel like this in february but it was one of those times where you know bases loaded situations for both teams and yeah it was it was fun the crowd was really into it so it, it definitely felt like a really important baseball game for being number four in the year it uh, it went pretty quickly over the weekend as far as the game goes. I've told a lot of people about the pace of play. Last night's game uh, went a little longer than the uh, the <laughs> ones this weekend. But did you notice the pace uh, last night uh, like you did this weekend? This weekend, I mean, guys, if they weren't in the box, uh, they were they were a day late and a dollar short. You had to hurry up in there. Yeah, we even had a like a pitch timer warning yesterday, which was the first thing I seen all year. I mean, it felt like rapid fire. Like you know, get the ball, throw it, get the ball, throw it, and it was definitely weird because um you know last year was my first full year covering ecu baseball and you know after every single pitch an ecu batter is taking his foot out looking over a cliff and he's you know doing his signs and doing the whole thing and there's really like none of that you know it's just like get in the box and here comes the next pitch so it was i don't know i, I kind of liked it but it was definitely kind of weird it didn't feel like the baseball we're used to patrick we've seen four games now uh pirates with a three and one record what has stood out to you about this team so far um actually i think the bullpen aside from you know they put on 13 guys yesterday hit six batters walked seven so that wasn't that great um but some of the guys coming out of the bullpen just have really live arms i think that he has a lot of options i mean a lot of special uh what is it uh, tyler bratt um willie lumpkin they both look great um so i think there's just a ton of good options out of the bullpen um you know we'll see what you know starting pitching looks like coming up this week but i really liked how the bullpen looks and uh the offense yesterday was the first time they had to they faced velocity like that like mm. Campbell was they had a guy throw a 97 their starter was sitting 93 94 I mean we didn't see any of that from George Washington over the weekend um, I don't think anything like that at all so 
Um, yeah, but I guess my early takeaways, I really like the bullpen. I like the pitching and, uh, you know, the offense, so they'll come around. Yeah, they will. And uh, a lot of depth on this team. And Cliff was able to get in a lot of guys uh, over the weekend. We saw uh, Dixon Williams get two at-bats, two hits. Uh, Cam Burgess got an A-B. Um, saw a lot of Justin Wilcoxon, but uh, when Ryan McChrystal hopefully can heal up, we'll see. Uh, so you'll have more options at the catcher position. But Cam Clonch uh, coming in, I think started one game, but he was able to homer. So uh, just a, a lot of options on that offense and in the field for Cliff Calvin. Yeah, all over the place. I mean, he can you know plug and play at shortstop a little bit. Obviously, Cam Clonch comes in for Moylan at first. You know, he did as he did yesterday. Um, and yeah, just a lot of bats. I mean, I don't think there's any sort of issue. You know, if he goes to a pinch hitter, you're not thinking like, oh man, like you know what's going to happen here. I think you got faith in a lot of guys, and I think that, that's really fun when you have that that trust in a lot of guys. Looking forward to the weekend series against North Carolina. They'll roll into town Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday here in Greenville. Sunday at Chapel Hill. You're going to make that trip to Chapel Hill? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. the plan. You're all over the place. Yeah following baseball everywhere so saturday are you uh if it goes on as scheduled weather permitting are you doing the double dip yeah i because that's what i did last week and with the women's game and it i don't know i you know what the time is that houston game for basketball but that's at eight okay yeah yeah so you know we'll, we'll be a long long day long day uh for p mace and uh long fun day hopefully for pirate fans as we get the north carolina baseball houston basketball doubleheader coming up this saturday speaking of pirate hoops how about the win last night for east carolina i've seen a lot of people say it wasn't the prettiest game they've ever watched and that's college okay. basketball history but ends in a win for the Pirates yeah and I guess my takeaway I think Jaden Walker the last couple games just really really balling out on offense man he's playing great um, so he, he's been fun to watch and yeah I mean you see you figured it out I was kind of following along along with the baseball yesterday um, but just a good second half and just able to pull that out I mean it doesn't have to be the prettiest right I mean just just find a way to win and, and that's what they did yeah and they beat a struggling team they, they got down by at least seven uh, might have been the largest lead uh, I believe for Tulsa but uh, we're able to come back, win that game, get win number five in conference play. And uh, you got some tough ones left, obviously, with Houston, two against Tulane, and at UCF. And we'll have Mike Schwartz availability tomorrow, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Has he been asked about the Tulane makeup date yet? Because that is a, a heck of a schedule going into a conference tournament. Right. And it's, what, a day or yeah, two days after they already play them. So it, it's just, it's tough, but I don't know. It's just, you know, what that, that situation did you know it's just it's just tough to to do that but you know i to my knowledge i don't know if he's talked about that that quick turnaround but um yeah that, that's that's something chandler i'm sure somebody will bring it up if not can you ask that question tomorrow yeah it was that one three five yeah so three games in five days yep and then you're going to a format where if you win you're going to play every day yeah so uh i think is today or is it next week i go said we're allowed to start yeah this is it this is the day uh, so coming up in the five o'clock hour, we're going to start looking at the standings. What time ECU would play in the conference tournament? We'll hit the March Madness theme and start getting excited about brackets. Hey man, it's coming up. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Uh, so we'll do that later on in today's program. Pirates and Houston. Houston has Tulane tonight. 
So if they can get by that one, uh, they'll be feeling good coming up Saturday night. And uh, for the first time ever, East Carolina hosting the number one team in the country. I was going to say, that's so cool that they're number one right now. It's just it's just fun. I mean, to have a number one team here in, the, in your backyard, it's just awesome. Have you looked at the numbers against ranked opponents, Patrick, for uh, ECU basketball? Not, not recently. All right, good. Let me, <laughs> uh, let me pull that up if I can find it here. Like historical rankings yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I so, haven't done that yet. How many wins does ECU have against AP-ranked opponents since, and this is not the thread, I'm going to have to find it, since 1960 against ranked opponents? So what is that, like 50, 60 years? So 60 years, 1960. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say four. That is correct. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. You're uh, better at that than I thought you'd be. Uh, they beat Northeastern in like the 80s when they were ranked. Two against Marquette in the same calendar year uh, with Dwayne Wade. And then the game against Houston uh, a couple years ago when nobody was there except Brian Bailey and Morgan Aylers. So those are the only wins against ranked opponents. Wow. That is crazy to think about. We went over um, their wins over number or their games against number one ranked teams. Uh, they've played NC State a couple times when they were ranked number one and Duke a couple of times when they were ranked number one. And uh, didn't go well for the Pirates in any of those games. I wonder if during Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame <clears throat> speech he, he brings that up and, and regrets losing. You know, if it's if it's still getting under his skin. But if I'm Dwayne Wade and I had all those championships and Final Four run and married the beautiful Damn. actress that's his wife, the one thing that I would be thinking about is those games in Minji's. <laughs> me too, man. That would eat me up, especially when I mean. Sorry to use the phrase teabag on the air, but um, one of those situations happened when <laughs> Derek Wiley put one on him in Minji's Coliseum. So he probably still has nightmares about that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he's sleeping well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go with Patrick Mason. We'll talk a little women's hoops. We'll talk some soup and more. Back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Thank you, Chandler. Chandler, how good are you at your video production job? I'm, I mean, I'm all right. Are you good enough to get a picture of Dom Capers up on the video feed? Uh, yes. Okay. From today? Yes. Tell me when you're ready, and we'll discuss that. Because um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk. We'll talk soup while you're doing that. Um, Patrick Mason, big soup fan. 
Wes, this guy is such a maniac. He uh, he enjoys eating soup on the beach, hot soup on the beach. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. While wearing jeans. Uh, but Patrick, you, you said uh, we got an update in the store. You recently had a bowl of soup. Yeah, yesterday. It was a cream of broccoli with some saltine crackers in there, and it was, it was great. Cream of broccoli. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Wes, how do you feel about soup? Uh, I like it like that with the, where you got to uh, take the crackers and you um, put it in there, and it actually is, um, makes it from liquid to solid. <laughs> okay. There you go. A little science behind the soup. There yeah. you go. Different right. state of matter. <laughs> there is your soup update with Patrick Mason. How about like soups uh, that come in a powder? And then you, they form into a, a soup when you add the liquid. I don't know if I've tried that. <laughs> Did I just make that up? No, you didn't. Okay, yeah. thank you. All right, I've good. done like the condensed soup, I guess, where you add some milk to it and you know get yeah. it going. But Chandler, how you doing over there on that uh, Tom Capers homework assignment? Good. All right, good. Let us know when you're ready to go. Uh, ready. Come up, huh? I'm ready. We're ready right now. Yes, sir. All right. So earlier today, Chandler uh, informed me that. The Panthers staff is complete, and Dom Capers is back. He was their first ever head coach. Are you familiar with Dom Capers? Is he like a Packers? Packers defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been around forever. Again, the first Panthers head coach. Back in Carolina. But, man, the story of the day was Dom Capers' hair. And <laughs> I'm going to have Chandler pull it up on the uh, the video. Oh, there it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so now folks at, can, at home can see what we're talking about. How would you go about describing that? It, it reminds me of, I was actually watching a Seinfeld episode where George uh, adds some hair to yes. his uh, bald yeah. head, and that reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah. I've seen other people say it looks like when you create a white player on like nba 2k <laughs> and the hair texture just isn't quite right i mean just like the edge you know like the oh my goodness he's got a perfect line um he's not fooling anybody with that and that can't be his color at this point no, in his life no uh chandler how do you feel about that man coaching your team i mean <laughs> man um oh boy I don't. I tell you what. I, it's great you, you're bringing back Frank Wright, your first ever quarterback, and now you're bringing back old man Dom Capers, who was your first ever head coach. Who's a great and, football and, coach? Yeah, in franchise history. I heard him say today that when he got the job for the Panthers uh, in that inaugural season, uh, I believe a reporter asked him, "Hey, what are you going to do at the age of like seventy two? What are you going to be doing?" He was like, "I'm going to be coaching," and that's exactly what he's doing. So, I mean. Yeah, he's got an interesting look to him. I wish they'd have said, "What kind of hair will you have when you're 72?" It's basically look. If you go back to like his early years, it's the same format. It's the same landscape. <laughs> it was not lined it like was, that. It's definitely not lined like that because I think it's fake. Chad says a spray on. It does resemble kind of a Carlos Boozer spray hair. Didn't I say that it was like it looked like someone took marker and just like drew it on his yeah, head? Yeah, but they had a uh, a ruler because yeah. they drew it at a perfect line. Yeah, it's just like a Photoshop, like you know, drag and click and drop and. Like I'm over here laughing at the man, but look at my hair. Maybe I should go see his barber and say, "Hey, line me up. Give me the capers. <laughs> I want the dom. <laughs> Give me the dom." <laughs> oh boy. What do you want? The Brad Pitt? The Matt Damon? No. I want the Dom Capers. Matt Damon. <laughs> Give me the Dom. Have you seen, Patrick, the um, trailer for the Nike movie that's coming out? Yeah, it's like where they, they, they sign MJ. Sort yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And I'm like, 
so it's not really a sports movie would i be interested in it but the trailer looked awesome because they've got matt damon they've got i think affleck and uh patrick bateman has become a i'll watch anything with patrick bateman jason bateman yep Patrick Bateman is the name of the serial killer in American. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, what a sh- that's Christian Bell. Wow. What's that movie? American I'm, Psycho. Okay. Yeah. I think his name is Patrick Bateman. What a difference. <laughs> Jason Gosh. Bateman. Thank you for correcting me on that. Um, also, I'm that way now with Pedro Pascal. Pascual. Yeah. Because The Last of Us is really good. He was great in Game of Thrones. Narcos? He's the Narcos? Yeah, and he's the Mandalorian guy. Yeah, yeah. So he is... Uh, he's he, good. He's getting it done right now. Chad adds that Chris Tucker is in it as well. What? <laughs> Do you understand words that are coming out of my mouth? So he's making a comeback a little bit. I mean, he was incredible in Rush Hour. I mean, Smokey? Yeah, and... Uh, that oh, run yeah. of Smokey to Rush Hour? Yep. Well, Chris Tucker was on top of the world. And what's that... that uh, sixth element with Bruce Willis. He was uh, he was in there too. I, I want to say there was five just, of them, Patrick. But then he just fell off the face of the earth. Like he was the biggest movie star in yeah. the world for a while. Fifth element. Yeah, fifth element. What did I say? Sixth element. Yep. Too many elements. You were one off, and I was a Patrick off from Jason. But that's why we're here to <laughs> pick each other up. That's right. We even out. Wes, who's your favorite actor? John Wayne. Nah, I see. Remember John Wayne Bobbitt? No, I don't. But uh, <clears throat> I would he had say an that, uh, no, I'll say I'll say this. I told uh, um, Chandler a while ago. There was another couple that y'all thought y'all maybe reminded me of going being in baseball. I'll say Will Ferrell. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. All right, <laughs> 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 good enough. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, I, I know I'm messing the uh, the flow of the show. We have no flow. All right, but Dom. Dom, I was gonna say (laughs) Dom Capers does. (laughs) Dom Capers flow. Uh, But think about it now. Yeah, you're. I was talking about Dumb and Dumber. How about um, y'all being uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley? Yeah, Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Can you? uh, So, which one would you be? Will Ferrell. All right, you can pick for me, Chandler. You got anything? I'll be John C. Uh, C. Rollins. All right, fair enough. By the way, Wes, have you ever met Patrick? No, I haven't. I'm sorry I didn't introduce you. Wes Wes is kind of the the backbone of Pirate Radio. If we have a problem, we call Wes. He fixes it immediately. Immediately. And then, unfortunately, causes a different problem somewhere else. He (laughs) he plugs the hole in the dam, and then two more open up. But guess what? He fixes them. So he is the and fixer. And four more open up. <laughs> and it's just a never-ending cycle, which is uh, brilliant by Wes. He knows how to stay busy. Job security. And, right. Yeah. Exactly. If you create the problems nobody else can fix, guess who's getting the call? You. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. But um, I actually met Wes when I was, um, before I entered the transfer portal and went to ECU. I was at Pitt Community College and uh, was getting into radio. And I met Wes before Pirate Radio. We go back a long ways. What was your first impression of each other? I thought this is the man I want to be one day. And I thought, Wes and I thought this this kid's got a got a good future ahead. Oh, that's nice to say, Wes. Thank you, man. And step brothers too. <laughs> As a complete moron, John Wayne Bobbitt. Y'all don't know who that is. No, John Wayne I don't know Bobbitt. the Bobbitt 
He's famous God, for uh, one of the worst things that could possibly happen to you on this earth. Uh oh. No. Get murdered? I didn't think. No. I didn't, I didn't think that his wife did that to him. <laughs> well, who did you think did it? I mean, I don't. I didn't know what his name was. Next, uh, it, yeah. it was never said what her, what his, her husband's name was. Well, sure it was because I remember it. I don't. He had his uh, his winky cut off by his oh. wife. Yikes! Yeah. 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 That's that's not what you want. All right, back to sports, please. Nice well, transition. Women's hoops tonight, Patrick. For those of us like myself going to a game for the first time this year. What should we expect to see uh, from this Pirate team against a very good Houston team? Well, they are both these teams are almost mirror images of each other in a way where I think ECU is number two in the country in forced turnovers and enforcing turnovers, and Houston is number three. Um, and they, they essentially both just have phenomenal defenses. So you're just going to see a lot of players in each other's faces just you know trying to force turnovers and really get into you. Um, it's really just going to be who can manage turnovers I think better and who can just kind of control the ball and like limit mistakes um, because ECU that, that's their forte they, they really just just pummel teams I mean you just really don't want to face them like anything you you plan to do offensively East Carolina is going to find a way to disrupt it and that's exactly how Houston plays and that's how they ended up beating South Florida earlier this year um, so it's just going to be kind of like a, a really grinded out kind of basketball game I foresee all right over under turnovers tonight by, for both teams 32 and a half like combined, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going way over because I think you have said that East Carolina, Kim McNeil wants to force what twenty a game. Yeah, I mean they're averaging like about twenty five or twenty six a game forcing. Jeez Louise! And like I said, they're number two in the in the country, and Houston's number three, so they're they're right there wow. as well. So I mean, we could see, uh, you know, maybe 40, 50 turnovers. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, that's also if. I mean, East Carolina doesn't turn it over that much, but I mean, that, that's what both teams want to do, you know? So yeah. it, it's going to be interesting. Um, Matt, I, oh, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess I say that, and you know, people might be picturing just like this this brutal game of just, you know, the ball going everywhere. But I mean, I, I think both these teams also know how to handle that because they, they do that. Um, so it's, it's going to be a little bit cleaner. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit cleaner, but it, it that's definitely what both teams are going to try to do. All right. Uh, looking forward to it tonight. East Carolina looking for win number 20, trying to move into second place in the American. I asked Kim McNeil about that scheduling quirk, uh, Patrick, that I know you brought up, and she said that she would rather obviously stay hot, play games, uh, but you can only control what you can control, she said, after this weekend uh, when they wrap up the regular season. She'll come up with a plan talk to the team about that but they are going to have a full week and a few days off uh, especially if they get they're going to have that first round by yeah. which is another day so it's almost like a week and a half without a game and you got to get right back hot because yeah the pirates can make the uh the wnit but to make the tournament they're going to have to win their conference tournament so you're going to be all ramped up potentially ending the season on a seven game win streak and then sitting for yeah. a week and a half. Yeah, then you just got to power it down. I mean, like, so Houston's played, I think, two fewer games in yeah. conference play. And it's just so weird. Um, but I guess that just means, like, throughout the year, ECU's just been, you know, routinely, like, two games a week, you know, just going and going. Some teams have had some time off. So I guess it just it's just to depend, you know, when that, I guess, bye week comes for you. But, yeah, it is it is a little weird, you know. Like you said, you want to be playing your best basketball, and then you got to shut it down for 10 days. All right. Uh, Chad said that... Chris Tucker was in a movie called Money Talks with Charlie Sheen. He said, that's where I learned what the word fat stood for. I didn't know fat stood for anything. 
So back in the 90s, kids. Like PH? Things that were cool were fat with a PH. And uh, I guess Chris Tucker said in that movie, it was pretty hot and tempting. P-H-A-T. I remember there was a brand called like Fat Farm. You oh, yeah. remember that? Uh, there definitely was. Yeah. I never owned any of that. Me neither. Apparel, but it was definitely out there for those that wanted it. I wasn't fat enough back then. Yeah. I was fat in uh, in my day. Matt is a Daniel Day-Lewis guy. Abe Lincoln? Uh, never seen that. That's the only thing I can think of. Isn't he in one of those... Um, it's not No Country for Old Men. It's the other one that is that came out around the same time, I want to say. What's that classic movie called? And the oil and the... Help me out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to look it up. Um, Wes, take us to break. We'll say goodbye to Patrick. Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood! That was the movie I was thinking of. You ever seen that? Nope. It's a good movie. Last of the Mohicans. I saw that at the theater down the road when I was a young boy in 1992. Gangs of New York. He's got quite the resume, I must say. Patrick, we'll see you in Minji's tonight. Hopefully, Chandler and I will be courtside, still waiting on those DMs and messages. Good luck. Haven't got anything yet. Uh, If not, we might be in 213. Who knows? We'll see you at Clark LeClaire this weekend and at Minji's back Saturday night. So a big week ahead for Pirate Athletics. A lot to cover on the page of the Daily Reflector and online, reflector.com. We wish you well. Good to see you. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Take a break. Come back. Stephen Igoid, Hoist the Colors, joins us when we return Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back. Be sure to order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Forgot to mention this to Patrick while he was on the air. I did say something to him before he just left the studio, but last Wednesday night at 9.08, he said, time to scoot and beat that crowd. And that was when ECU was like up by one with 45 seconds left against Cincinnati. Um, It just shows the type of humor that Patrick Mason possesses. And I did not leave that game early, but I did tell him I probably will be leaving the women's game early because we have sports trivia at A.J. McMurphy's tonight, 8 o'clock. Come on out and have a good old time after ECU takes on Houston and we'll wait for you if you want to stick out the whole game we'll uh, we'll start 15 minutes later so I know uh, Davis Searcy was on Twitter asking if you could um, maybe start it later for the ECU women's basketball game but it's not in your hands tonight you're, it is in my hands well I guess it is but, but you're not hosting we will have a guest host uh, coming up tonight and uh, Davis 
tweeted that to me. I didn't see that. You talking about tonight? Today he sent that? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I'll have to find it. Stephen I goes here. Hey, Steve. What's up? Nothing? Hey, hey Stephen. How you doing? Hey, Chan. Good to see you. We're trying to get courtside tonight. Can you help us out? Do you know anybody? That I don't have any connections over at ECU. I'm All more right, of a, see you later. Uh, <laughs> All right. More of a D.H. Conley insider. Oh, could you give me courtside to some, uh, well, I guess their season's over. Yeah, their season's over. They lost. Ah, uh, dang it. Um, what, who are you guys contacting? Nobody. We're asking everybody out there to help us out and give us a courtside seat. I mean, there's got to be some availability. Uh, yeah. I mean, help us out. I think we might just act like we're supposed to. Isn't kind of it be there. free admission? So like, yeah. can't you just go in and sit there? Yeah. I don't know. Is it general admission, or do you? Have I'm going to have say a if you paid money for courtside seats for women's hoops, and some knucklehead like me is in your seat in a free admission game, you're going to get upset. Do we need to talk? Do about we need the to jungle? have a? Jungle? <laughs> I was about to say, let's have a uh, a jungle discussion in regards to. Let's just call the upstairs portion. I guess everywhere non courtside seating is basically the jungle for an ECU women's basketball game. So how are we going to dictate who gets to sit where? There's going to be people that have been there at every game this year. Yes, there is. And some idiot like me is going to come in and find a spot. Now, the good news is, for those people, we're going to be getting to the game late. Because right. our show well, ends. You at could 6 just o'clock. go set up your lawn chair right now on uh, <laughs> on the third bleachers uh, row. A lot of jungle chat going on on Hoist the Colors. If you would like to enter that thread, I feel like it's a pretty good thread. I mean, you've got some some hot takes both ways on. You know, for those that aren't following along, that it's about the the general admission seating in the jungle and how people try to kind of reserve their spots or tell people to move because they've been coming to game for years in a general admission area. So a lot of back and forth there. Uh, you know, it's interesting to hear the jungleites, I guess you could say, that are always out there and have been for years. Their take, some of them feel like certain people should have that right. Others are like, no, it's general admission. And it should be general admission no matter what first come first serve so interesting conversation and i think we are getting to the point and this could be a, a more of a conversation for the off season but i don't know if ecu needs to start charging more for grandstand tickets but there seems to be a lot more demand than supply right now because mm-hmm. i've had a lot of people reach out to me saying hey i need grandstand tickets i will not sit in the jungle how do i get grandstand yeah. tickets and i'm just like i don't i, I don't have a I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know how to help you out. So I feel like there is a a huge supply or a huge demand right now, not enough supply. So I don't know how ECU corrects that going forward. Yeah, and I would just like people to act with some common sense, be a decent human being. Those things are impossible, and handle it yourselves. I saw somebody in that thread say we need to get John Gilbert uh, to address this jungle situation. And I'm like, what? We need more government. What does he need to say? Exactly. We can't just handle it as adults out there. Seems like it's pretty simple. Hey, it's general General admissions. admissions. First come, first serve. Have some class. Yeah. Talk about it as normal people. There will be a fight. Yeah. And then something will happen. I mean, it's it's trending. Sadly, I don't think I don't think it's that bad. And then again, I'm not. I don't go out there. It was chaos. Now, now, Super Regional was... Yeah, that's a different story. That was a different animal. Yeah. I do think they have to do something about leaving your chairs. Yeah. Like, that's just... I don't know. Because, you know, I could go out there in between games when it's just the media and just throw everybody's chair on the ground. 
at the back of the jungle just to piss everybody off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. leaves like I mean, because in the in the regional super regional last year, man, there was like five hundred chairs. Yeah, no, way more than that, probably. A thousand, two thousand chairs just sprawled. So does that chair dome. give you the right to that view during the game? It shouldn't. It's just a chair. Yeah. And how do you know that lawn chair that's the same as that color as one three seats down <laughs> is is your lawn chair? Yeah. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we need more government it's, interference. On, it's a good uh, jungle. It's a good problem to have though, because it that's means true. that you got a great baseball product. Anytime you you've you've got a great demand for tickets in any sporting event these days, where yeah, everybody wants to watch on TV. It's a great problem to have. So, you know, we're sitting here on a sports talk show or on a message board just complaining about these things or discussing these things, and that's that's kind of what, we, yeah. what we're supposed to do. But I do think it is a, a good thing when you kind of take a step back and look at it. Mr. Juan's World, a.k.a. Juan, a.k.a. Donald Juan. What's up, Juan? None of his real names. Says, What don't, is his real name? I don't know, but it's not that. Juwan? Juwan. Powell. Don't the baseball facilities ads include a building that has more stands on top of it? Uh, there is some premium seating that is going to be added to the, the left field expansion, but I don't think it's going to be anything significant in terms of like they're adding 500 to 1,000 seats. I think it's going to be a very limited premium seating option. And that's the other thing. As somebody who goes in the press boxes to cover games, there's really not any good premium seating at all in Clarkville Stadium. Like they have a a suite, but it's not really luxury seating. It's more just indoor seating. So I, I think for sure that that is something that's needed as this. Look, if this program is going to remain a top 15, 25 program and host regionals, not every year, but you know, just about every year. You kind of need that area for your your high donors. I've seen people complain about the games where there's not a lot of people in the bleachers in the stands, and like it was kind of that way this weekend. Um, should we come up with a we being ECU come up with a an easy way to put your ticket somewhere if you know you can't go and they could get scooped up really quick online or something? Like, what could we do about that to make sure there are butts in those seats? Yeah, I mean. That's a good good and fair point. I do know that we have a ticket exchange on Hoist the Colors and a number of fans who have season tickets who can't make games will say, hey, we'll give these tickets to any Pirate fan that wants to go and sit in them as long as they're ECU fans for free. So you do have some of that going on already, but not to the ease of which maybe you could be. But I don't know, because then you worry about opening it up to opposing fans or just random people who could take those tickets and then resell them so i don't know of a great way to do that uh where it's fair for everyone we live in an imperfect society steven i would agree but it it beats uh some other societies out there very good point nathan (laughs) says same pitching rotation for baseball this weekend uh, as of right now, but there has not been an announcement on the rotation. Cliff Godwin was on uh, Pirate Radio Live on Monday. He said Spivey was sore, and so we'll continue to monitor that situation. I would assume if everybody's healthy and ready to go, it'll again be Spivey, Savage, and Gross. Yeah, and we talked to him. Uh, he seemed good to go, but he wouldn't say otherwise. But it was interesting to hear Cliff Godwin on Brian Bailey's show and uh, we talked yeah. about this with Spivey that if he's not good to go, he's got to be honest with himself and honest with Cliff. And as we know, Stephen, these players lie all the time because they want to play. They don't want their spot taken. They also are competitors. So it's hard 
and and you see it in the pros all the time. They want the the paycheck. They they don't want to get cut, so they say they're fine when they're really not. And that's one of the toughest things for an athlete to do at any level. Yeah, I mean, fifth year senior Carter Spivey, he pitched well against UNC last year. I don't really see a scenario unless he's in a lot of pain where he doesn't go out there and start a game this weekend. So to me, it's it's all going to come down to how does he look early in his start. And then if you're the coaching staff, you can make a decision pretty quickly. Or if he doesn't look right in bullpens, you know you can always yeah. adjust from that. So, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. You, you, I expect him to go. I'd be surprised if he didn't. And UNC has an ace in Max Carlson, who is a legit Friday night guy. So ECU needs to be at his best on Friday to have a shot. Garrett Saylor brought it up when we talked to him Monday on the Delcor Players Lounge when I asked him uh, that that North Carolina win last year. Uh, on that Sunday, seemed to get things going because at that point East Carolina was one and five. Yes, zero oh and three got a win, oh, and lost two. So that one kind of you know spearheaded things. And so, what do you remember about that? And he said Carter Spivey absolutely dealing, and uh, so he's done it before against the Tar Heels. Yeah, that was one of his really the probably to that point the best outing of his career, and, and pretty unexpected. And he went on to have a great season and. I remember Garrett Saylor last year not pitching well at all against UNC, and part of the reason is I was down on the field taking pictures in Chapel Hill, and I just remember being next to UNC's dugout, and they were just crushing the ball. So I would expect Garrett and Carter to both be ready for this weekend series, as I think ECU will be entirely as a team. I mean, you don't have in-state rival, top 15 team coming into your place Friday, Saturday, and not be ready to go, especially given the way ECU lost last night. So uh, I expect a, I expect a great series. I think UNC is a really talented team. Um, they can hit the ball at the ballpark. They got one of the best players in college baseball in Vance Honeycutt, who uh, tormented ECU last year quite a bit. So I think it's going to be a great series. Can't wait. Looks like it'll be good weather Friday. I've heard potential movement of Saturday first pitch. But again, waiting to see kind of what the – the weather is as they get closer so we'll see nah, i don't want to miss basketball i think if anything they'll move it up oh earlier in the day yeah but it, this is based off what i heard this morning based on the forecast three days out so it's not okay. like they're going to make a call today okay the last thing you want to do is shift the time and then the forecast changes but I, i'm there's a lot of contingency plans on the table i disagree i think the last thing you want to do is make no change and just go out to the ballpark and wait all day or would you rather just try to play the game than it had torrential downpour right at right as the team is taking the field and then doubleheader the next day <clears throat> in Chapel Hill? I I'm I'm okay with that. I think, but I know fans would absolutely riot. What's up with the pink cup? What you got, pink lemonade? It's just the the pink cup. I don't know. I mean, I just what's in it? Water. Why did you say it so aggressive? Water. <laughs> He said that. Should I to verify? Maybe I'm just drinking straight vodka over here. <laughs> it looks like a cup you would drink alcohol in. Is why I ask. It's pink. It looks like it should have some alcohol in it. Is all I'm saying. Well, maybe, maybe it does. Okay, we'll, right. we'll have to see how the hour unfolds. We'll see. By the way, today is the day where we can talk about brackets in the AAC tournament. Absolutely, I yes. was hoping that right. we'll do that. Next. I saw you had the standings up, yep. and so I'm excited to talk about that. All right, cool. We got more baseball questions. You can get them in to Igo if you'd like. 
Um, and this is great for you non-VIP subscribers to get free answers from Stephen Igo. Although you really should become a VIP subscriber to Hoist the Colors. Um, Nathan, could y'all see uh, Noak? Now, first of all, do we know if it's Nowak or Noak? Well, it's not Nowak because on the pronunciation guide, it's N O. So N O. N O dash W O K. So, so no walk, no which walk. is what Scooter's been calling them. And then the person to my left in the press box was saying Noak. So I got to, it, it's not no whack, which we've called him so right. far in his career. I know that much. Uh, could you see him hitting leadoff at some point this season? Obviously, um, yes, if the way he's hitting. Yeah, right I mean, I think for sure it's a possibility. The more at bats, the more chances he gets to get on base and use that speed uh he's putting the ball in play and it feels like half of his hits are on infield singles which is is great that he's putting the ball on the ground gives him a chance to get on base he's not hitting too many fly balls right now which is kind of what what you want a speedy guy to do keep the ball on the ground but i think you know i kind of like him where he's at because i feel like it, it breaks up the string of big more power bats who may be a little bit more strikeout prone so i don't think i don't know if you really want to go noick hoover right back to back at the top i mean clearly if you do get those two guys on base you can kind of wreak havoc there but they're kind of similar in some ways and so maybe it works better if you spread them out but i can I, i can see an argument for either way i mean it just depends on how you want to construct your lineup it's a it's a good problem to have. The biggest thing for me is he stole bases in crunch time with the game on the line. I know ECU didn't get him in, but yeah. that is that is uh, that's something ECU really hasn't had. You know the guy's going to steal, and you still can't stop it. That is a major major weapon as the season unfolds. So either way, he's getting on base wherever he's hitting in the order. Uh, elite speed is going to play, and so I think it's a. It's certainly worthy of a discussion if he keeps hitting hitting at this clip. And, you know, maybe you would like to see Jacob Jenkins Coward in three or four where he's going to have guys on base can drive him in. But there's at some point in the season, he's going to go on one of those streaks where he hits like, you know, 800 in a span of three weeks or something. He's, he's going to go off at some point, and he's going to be good in that one spot. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the one thing I would like to see him do is be a little bit more patient. He's swinging – Big subject on the podcast. I think we we were gonna talk about it, but we didn't. Uh, okay, um, I saw a tweet from uh, Red's guy. Well, he I think he said that he meant to talk about it. No. Either way, I didn't listen to the podcast <laughs> clearly, but at least you knew there's a podcast and you referenced. I'm it. aware of it. Um, going into, I think it was after his second at bat yesterday. Like 12 of his first 18 plate appearances, he had swung at the first pitch. Which is a lot. I did notice you say Jacob Jenkins Coward swings at the first pitch, and we're all we're under and yeah. grounds out or whatever yeah. or fly out ground out. I think. Yeah, uh, you made sure to put that in. I go. I felt like that was um, a disparaging remark. It was not. It was just a comment. Swing <laughs> at the first pitch. Yeah. I mean, and two, like you know, it's a fine line because JJC is a great hitter. He had one going he had fastball a- to start the game. I want him swinging on the first pitch. I mean, I I don't have a problem with the guy swinging at the first pitch in certain scenarios, but it's just yeah. like, and Packard used to do it all the time. Yeah. Norby used to do it. So, like, I don't have a problem in general. I'm just saying, 
you don't want to do it every single at bat. You kind of got to pick your spots. I guess Agnos was a more he patient. was a more patient guy. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. And I don't want to say JJC needs to revamp his hitting approach because he's a great hitter. And part of what makes him a good hitter is because he can reach just about every pitch. But teams know that he's he's a marked right. man now. They're going to pitch around him. So True. you just would like to see him maybe you know take a breath, maybe take a, a pitch, let the game kind of come to him a little bit. But either way. I think he'll definitely get into a hot hot streak at some point. Definitely. Um, Robert had a question, and now I see it's gone. I don't know if he deleted it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Does the baseball team stay in hotels before games like, you know, like a football team does? On Like home games? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, right. now if they're go- like on the road. That would be a lot of hotel yeah. staying for three games every week. No, weekend. they just show up at the ballpark. Yeah. Um, now, if they're going on the road for a weekend series, yes. But, like, even yesterday, I think they just get on the bus and go to Campbell. They don't, like... Yeah. He was staying for home games. You know, like, yeah, a football no, team no. will stay in a hotel or whatever. And, you know, basketball now... Like, I remember... I think when they went to UNC Wilmington, they would... They went the night before, stayed in a hotel, yeah. and then got up, which, in the past, they would just go the morning of the game and go play the game. All right, there you go, Robert. Your deleted question is now answered. Let's uh, take a break. What time are you leaving to get to Minji's? 5.45. All right, cool. Uh, We'll take a timeout, come back. We will look at the AAC basketball standings. It's time to start talking about brackets, one of my favorite things to discuss. Where would ECU be playing? Who would they be playing? What time? We'll talk about that. And look at the possibilities when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal, formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting Pirates. Now let's head back to PRL. Here is your host, Flip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We're getting closer, folks, to the madness. Most wonderful time of the year. We got uh, NCAA tournament coverage returning to Pirate Radio. Love that Thursday, Friday. But before we get there, it's the conference tournaments. And Wes, hit me some music. This gets the blood pumping. Pumping! Because East Carolina will only be four wins away from joining the dance. Has ECU ever had a four-game winning streak in American Athletic Conference play in men's basketball? No. They have not. But they have won one straight and are looking for two against number one Houston on Saturday night. Steven Igo, we've been putting this off, but now is the time. This is the final Wednesday of February. Next time we talk, 
John Rothstein will be tweeting out, this is March, because it will be March, March the 1st. And coming up a week after that will be the AAC Basketball Tournament. Where do the Pirates sit today? We talked about a scenario a couple weeks ago, I go, where you kind of gave me a would you rather just fade and fold the remainder of the season and try to stay out of that 8-9 line where Houston awaits uh, if you win that first game? Or would you rather be tough, win some games down the stretch, end up 8-9? It looks like the latter is happening at the moment. Now, there's still a chance. Still a chance East Carolina could get to that 7 spot. You play UCF. I, I, I hear you, but I'm saying there's a there's chance. There's a chance, yes. Mathematically. Mathematically, there is a good chance. Realistically, <laughs> it's not a good chance. Let's see who UCF they has They have left. a pretty favorable schedule, I believe. They've got at home against South Florida, which feels like a win. On the road against Tulsa, which feels like a win. A toss-up at Temple and then at home. So, yeah, they're not going to lose many more. Uh, East Carolina would have to basically run the table and beat UCF. It's completely possible, (laughs) especially considering they're playing Houston and Tulane twice. Now, is there any way for us to get to 10? Yes. Yes, absolutely. South Florida has the tiebreaker over ECU. And South Florida has a... As UCF, SMU is a winnable game. Tulsa. Tulsa at home, very winnable. Wichita State. Winnable. So it's much more likely East Carolina finishes 10th and 7th at this point. I would say so, unless they still win. Really, I think they got to steal two. Probably South Florida is probably going to win at least one, if not two, yeah. of those games. All right, so that there is a possibility. SMU right now at 5-10 and 10 in league play, sitting in ninth. So East Carolina right now in 8th, which means they would play their first conference uh, tournament game on Thursday, March the 9th at 12.30 on ESPNU. Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt will be... Oh, we got to do a couple of things here. A couple of traditions we have around this time every year. Two questions to ask Steve and I go. First question, Steven, are you going to Dickey's Arena to cover the basketball tournament? I am not. And right. I don't even have to act like I'm going this time. <laughs> you usually, usually get mad at us. I I, no, no, no. Okay, no. Here's <laughs> was, what you do. You put out a stipulation. There's a stipulation I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. All right. If. Yeah. East Carolina. Yeah. Gets the seventh seed or higher. I will be at Dickey's Arena. All right. For the conference. Oh, freaking Pirates. So uh, they need to dub Saturday night. They need to win one of two against Tulane, probably both, and then win on the road at UCF. Yeah, let's say the odds are at point uh, zero 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 one percent. Yeah, but it's possible. All right. So there's the stipulation. It is possible. I love things like like. Just that music, the tournament yeah, reminds me amazing. of childhood, and like my dad would let me like get out of school early to watch tournament games at yep. noon. It was awesome. We watch them in school sometimes. But even going old past segments that we've done, recreating this every year of asking you yes. if you'll go, and then you throwing out a stipulation that makes me feel good too. I mean, it's like nostalgia. At one time, I was even on the conference office about. Uh, 
what the scenarios would be for how ECU could get to like number six. I kind of wanted you and ended to up losing every other game. Text Chuck Sullivan right now right. and ask him a few questions. All right, so that game would be at twelve thirty. Chandler and I doing a watch along before Pi Radio Live. This que- is if the current seeds hold. Correct. Question two that we ask Stephen Igo every time this year around this time will you be joining us for that watch along your answer has been the same every year or at least the outcome has <laughs> uh right now i would say the odds of me showing up for said watch along at that time twelve thirty, are 60 percent yes wow okay that's 12 30 a- is a very makeable time for me right now yeah, so what's, uh, what's Slater doing at 12.30? He is usually heading to his grandma's to go down for a nap. Ooh, okay. All right. So we got you at a pretty good time there. So 60-40, that's about the best, most positive answer we've got from that question over the years from you. So yeah. I'll take that right now. I, you know, Thursday's a good day. No baseball going on, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong on that. When is Easter weekend? Let's much see when ECU has that. Yeah, you got to be in the conference play right. for that. Yeah, so that's a ways away. That Thursday, Friday will be April. April. Okay. Okay. Yep. I had the single digits on the bottom, but there's no way Easter's in early March. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the earliest Easter of all time. Yeah. And no spring practice so hmm. until the following week. So I, it's okay. a very makeable date. So as far as all that goes, now you just got to clear it with, uh, with Erica. Yeah, and she'll probably be at work. So it shouldn't be a problem. All right. Okay. This is, again, this is if ECU stays in the 8-9 window. Yeah, we got you at 60-40. So if ECU makes it to that 7-10 game, that would be at 2-30. That would be less likely. Well, if ECU is the 7 seed, I will be in first. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, but if they're the 10, if they're the 10 <laughs> you will be here. I would say 2-30 <laughs> still doable. Now, here's the problem. Yeah. They have it listed at two thirty. If the previous oh, right, game started right, right. at twelve thirty, that game's not starting till three at the absolute. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, that's way off. Correct. So three, I would say my percentages will be reversed. Probably 40. 40, 60. Slater's waking up from his nap in between three and four. Are you going to go ahead and put a zero on the uh, seven o'clock? Yeah, zero okay. uh, because EC will not be in that game, and I won't be here. All right, let's see who baseball's playing which they would start later on a Friday anyway. But if ECU is able to win out of that 8-9 game, uh, East Carolina would play Houston at 1 o'clock on ESPN2 on Friday, March the 10th. That would be going on the same day as Pirate Baseball is taking on the Flames of Liberty at 6 o'clock. So, yeah, that would be – now I go, I mean – if they win that first one. Oh, if they win the first you gotta one. You got to come back. I'll be here because. Uh, so you're 60 I, 40 for the first one. If they win it, you're 100% for the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'll be able to leave 10 minutes into the game as well. So, because it'll probably be over. Come on, man. I'm saying because the ECU is going to beat Houston this Saturday. <laughs> so d- and they're going to be. Oh, I thought about that. It's the old. Uh, remember that year they beat Memphis on senior day? Yep. And then faced them in the semis. You got and smacked, lost. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Would there you rather go. beat Houston in Minji's this Saturday or beat Houston in the conference tournament? Conference tournament. I'm willing to give up that moment that in Minji's. Minji's magic Absolutely. 
to get to the semis and start start yeah. getting that feeling. Do you know how jacked freaking up we'd be if they beat Houston oh, and we're playing were. Saturday in the semifinals? They would 100% lose that next game. 100%, but I don't care. I would be so dang excited. I would be, I would be jacked. All right. I got jacked just thinking about it, man. I'll be jacked if they win the 8-9 game. How long has it been since ECU won a conference tournament game? It was the year they swept Central Florida, probably. Remember, they beat them three times in one season. That's been a long time ago. We could have a scenario here, too, where ECU loses to UCF in the finale and then has to turn around and face UCF again in the conference tournament. How do we feel about that? I feel like that's happened a lot. Suck. I would like that. You'd get one final crack at them. You, we would be so due. <laughs> They've lost how many in a row? Like, 15? Like 15 or 16. At that point, it'll be 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. They're riding that big of a win streak over ECU. You're never going to see this team again in your life. And you get one more shot at them and you beat them. And some of you fans would love to send Brandon Suggs home a loser. You get your chance. And I have to say, playing Tulane or Memphis in the second round, much more winnable game than playing Houston. I go, that's one of the smartest things you've ever said. Would you take, all right, here's another scenario. All right. <clears throat> Would you rather ECU finish 2-2 two and two or better down the stretch? Wow. That means some big wins. That would guarantee a winning record in the regular season. And to some big wins. Yeah, you're beating at least Houston or Tulane at home. Well, not necessarily. You could win both <laughs> you, on the road. You could win two road games yeah. back-to-back, which seems completely plausible. Um, or. Or. And then lose in the first round. Or win the first round game. And then. Or go 0-4 and, and then win the first round game. So I'm trying four. to say. 0-4. Give me a conference tournament win. Give me one watch along where we're celebrating a win because you know what that means? Another fun day. You got, if you win that Thursday, we are celebrating a win on Pirate Radio Live. We're we're talking to whoever, Cy Seymour, Michael Perry. We're jacked up. We're having fun. And then you go to bed that night saying, when we wake up tomorrow, we got the Houston Cougars. And we're just three wins away from going to the dance, from seeing our name on the bracket, from being on the selection show, from being in the Murphy Center, I go, surrounding David Kasaganai and... Are we ever going to pronounce that dude's name right? Ezra, at least I'm calling him David now instead of Mike. Ezra Ozar, as some say. Osar is what his pronunciation is. Osar is what the pronunciation guy says. Surrounding them during the selection show, seeing where their seed is. And we're in the tournament in North Carolina, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's run that scenario where we always try to project what seed right, East Carolina go. would be if they were to run the, the, the table. Uh, so more than likely, if they're going to win the conference tournament, they're going to have to go in as the 10th seed, which means they're going to have to go in probably 14 and 17. Mm-hmm. So 14 and 17. But and a net well under or over 200. But that path is going to get you some good wins. So you're going to have a win probably over UCF or Wichita State. You're going to have a win over Tulane or Memphis. 
Probably Tulane because Tulane's got a more favorable stretch. And I think in this scenario, Houston gets upset by somebody. So who yeah. be them, like Memphis or somebody? Well, the, they would be on the 1-4 side, so they would probably be upset by like Cincinnati or something like that. Ooh, okay. Temple. Temple, yeah. Temple. I mean, that's, that's completely doable. Temple. All right. All right, so ECU knocks off UCF. <laughs> they didn't take out Tulane in the second round. Uh, who else would be on that side? It would probably be Memphis. They take down Memphis in the semifinals. And then in the championship, the Pirates versus the Owls. Damian Dunn wishes Ooh. he could transfer to East Carolina as the Pirates hit the game-winning three-pointer as Javon Small returns from injury, sends ECU to the big dance, cuts down the nets, and ECU goes in as the 15. 15. I'm thinking 15. I'm going 14. All right. I'm going 14th seed. While we're running scenarios, because this is a <laughs> fantasy land scenario segment, we do it every year. This is a lot of fun. I love doing this. Let's look at who the number two and three seeds yeah. are, I go, to see who we would match up with. So your twos right now, according to Joe Lenardi, are Texas, UCLA, Baylor, and Arizona. Let's let's bypass that because you got us as a 14. So let's talk three seeds. Because if VCU wins the conference tournament, oh my God. they would be uh, <laughs> they oh would be eighteen God. and seventeen if they oh my God if they lost out. So I'm going eighteen to 17, 14 seed. I got in Greensboro Coliseum, East Carolina versus Jaden Gardner and the Virginia Cavaliers. Wow. <laughs> That's it. CBS storybook, folks. Just how they want it. Jaden Gardner's first ever tournament game oh against God. East Carolina. Oh! In Greensboro. Purple and gold everywhere. Orange. Like, it's a packed house. Man, that place Who would, would be, be on the flooded call? with East Carolina fans. Who's on the call? They brought in Gus Johnson back to call it. Could you imagine all the UNC basketball fans that don't have a team to pull for in the tournament showing up to pull for ECU in Greensboro? Yeah. It would be... It would be a madhouse. Jaden Walker just for three. Remind me, has uh, Virginia ever lost in the tournament as a big favorite? I think they have. <laughs> Never happens. I think they have. <laughs> All right. The other three, Kansas State out in Des Moines. Yeah. Not as sexy. Not Battle of uh, purples there. Oh, my. John Gilbert and the Pirates taking on Tennessee in and, Greensboro. And Mike Schwartz. Oh, yeah, Mike Schwartz coach there. John, John Gilbert leading the Pirates against his former team. Yeah, I forgot uh, that Mike Schwartz was there. Mike Schwartz. So there's your story. Yeah, that would That's be, what they would do. That would be incredible. That would be in Greensboro as well, and that would be packed. I mean, give me Tennessee or Virginia. I'll take either one. Yeah. In Greensboro, could you imagine? The other three, Iowa State in Columbus. So there you go. There's the uh, fantasy. Iowa State versus Jaden Walker, his former team. I mean, the storylines are all over the place there, folks. The only one we don't have is Kansas State. Not much going on there. Yeah, what's the K-State other than the purple versus purple? A lot of purple. And, uh, man, fantasy life is so much better than real life. Speaking of fantasy life, what are the odds East Carolina does the unthinkable on Saturday? Uh, Winning in basketball, not winning in baseball. You know, the BPI, well, the CBI has uh, a 3% chance. Really? That's, 3%? I just made that up. Uh, I'm curious. I wonder if you can pull up the ECU uh, Would it be basketball ESPN? power index. Yeah. 
You can Google like ECU basketball power index. I think it'll okay. It'll come up with numbers. So you're saying the clip percentage index? Yeah, has a three percent chance. Team rankings. I don't know if that'll be it. I don't. I don't think that's it. Um, does it do projections? No. Nah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say three out of a hundred times that what you just said would happen. Basketball power rankings. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I go. Thank you for um, playing fantasy land with me. Big win last night. Yeah, I mean that was a look. Tulsa's not very good. No, but they're not even kind of good. At the same time, any you know, Jeff Charles used to say it best. Any American Athletic Conference win in basketball is like gold. Any road win. I mean, you got to cherish that thing. And you know Jeff Charles' other phrase he liked to say quite a bit, all you house of horrors. Tulsa has legit been a house Tulsa. of horrors. Uh, our series against Tulsa. Tulsa, <laughs> I found it, both Has been awful. Yeah, I think b- prior to last year, EC was like 19-2 and two or something all the time. 2-19. and 2-19. They've won four in a row in the series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so I found it. According to ESPN Analytics matchup predictor, the Houston Cougars have a 97.9% chance of winning Saturday night's basketball game. If you round down, that would be 3% chance for ECU. And the Pirates have a 2.1% chance of winning. All right. I like our odds. 2.1. I mean, that's honestly about what I would put it at. But... Minji's Coliseum gets rocking, man. Anything can happen. Yes, sir. Steven, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. When's the next pod coming out? Uh, We have had two come out in the past two days, so we're probably going to be taking a little bit of a break. We may have a post-game podcast for the women's basketball team and a preview of Saturday's game in the weekend series if the Pirates can get a W tonight in women's hoops. All right. Uh, we're heading over there after the show. is going to head over there right now. Wes, let's open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Chandler, uh, what do you want to give away today? We have... Uh... AJ's tonight. We got sports trivia at AJ's. So how about we give away a AJ's gift card? Awesome. You gonna put a dollar amount on? Fifteen dollar gift card to AJ's. There you go. Caller number. What do you think? Caller number eight. Four. Caller four. Three one seven twelve fifty. We will have our winner and more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program to get the business services that are right for your business today. Contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Mitchell Dowd. He is the winner of our $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia, with our very own Clip Brock, which is starting tonight at 8 o'clock. A.J.'s has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, let's play guest the line, Chandler. Pirates Cougars going at it tonight in Minji, 6 o'clock. Women's basketball winner will take over uh, second place of the American. Now Houston is the only team in the AAC that has beat South Florida. So uh, it's going to be a battle tonight. Uh, Chandler, what is the line for this game? I'm going to go Pirates as a home favorite. I'm going to go ECU minus two and a half. All right, Wes, give me a number. Who's favored and by how much? Uh, ECU by uh, six. All right. Um, Houston is the favorite in this game. Great. And they are a... One and a half. So, tight one. Close one. All right. You know what they're not factoring in? What? Me and you being there. (laughs) (laughs) Man, if they knew we were going to be there... Yeah. Like, all right, we're going there. We know that. Yeah. And that's going to be playing a factor, which they don't know that. But if they knew that we were going to go there and be courtside... Right. ECU would probably be what West Vegas would probably just skyrocket... To I'll go ahead and give it to Houston by um, by five. <laughs> You're going the opposite way. Yeah. If we're there, just yeah. because we're there, yeah. Houston's going to be a favorite. Wes is saying we're about to ruin all this. Money. I mean, I am super nervous about that. They've won five in a row. We should just stay away, to be honest, and let them keep doing what they're doing. But now we're going to get involved with our bad mojo. And, yeah, this could go south. But, uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll be there. Other games tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. I'm going to tell you in just a minute. and take a breath because that fantasy segment got me really excited. Providence is at UConn uh, in men's hoops. Virginia at BC, Tulane at Houston, Alabama at South Carolina. Those are the only, only four games tonight involving ranked teams in college basketball. Uh, but a whole lot more going on. Alabama, man, a lot going on there uh, with their program right now. Uh, They are a big favorite tonight over South Carolina on the road. So that's what's going on in top 25 action tonight. Saw the Hurricanes picked up a win last night. When's the NBA get back going? Probably tomorrow night, Chandler, I would assume. Yes. Uh, Looks like Thursday night. Uh, the NBA will be back from the All-Star break. So that's what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. We got one more time out to take, so let's go ahead and get it, Wes. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up here on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. And if you happen to miss this show... You can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone, visiting P, uh, on your phone visiting pr927fm.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. Coming up, let Wes do the uh, Wells Fargo financial report. I'd love him to. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Wes. All right, the Dow is uh, going to be down 85 points when it opens in the morning at 33,059, uh, 45. The NASDAQ was up 14 by that was 11,507. And the S&P 500 down 6 at 3,991. On your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a posted look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. This Friday, February 24th, 11 a.m., starting at 11 a.m. at UBE, you can get your Jungle Nation t-shirts while supplies last for a $10 donation to Mustache March for the fight against ALS you can get a purple or gray Jungle Nation t-shirt all sizes available first come first serve $10 donation awesome shirt awesome cause and uh, we'll have that for you 11am beginning at 11am on Friday while supplies last Wes uh, great job thank you for filling in today no problem buddy awesome work man Chan Man, we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. And folks, we will talk to you Thursday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.